Paris Games Week, and Sony's conferences. Find out our impressions here. Hello and welcome to episode 32 of Triangle Squared. I'm your host, Mr. Brett Beck, and alongside me... Saw Bridges with uh, lucky number 32. There we go. You see, you can't forget because as you know, people get on your ass. They did. That's what happens. So I got attacked personally. So I'm going to turn you down because you don't need to be up like that anymore. There uh, you go. Whoopsie daisies. Audio technical difficulties. No, nah, I mean, it's nothing bad. Just be loud for a second and then a little bit quieter. Yeah. But moving on from there, we are Triangle Squared. If this is your first time joining us, we are a PlayStation-based podcast and we post every Monday on YouTube in a video format and audio-only format on podcast services around this spherical thing that we live on, if you believe that. Except, <laughs> except Spotify and know the earth is flat. Uh, yes, all. Uh, it's a disc because if there's anything I know, if you put water on a ball and spin it, it all just that water off. flies yeah, away. So, you now. know, there's no such thing as gravity. Let's go on the Joe, <laughs> Joe Rogan podcast. <laughs> but moving on, um, I ain't seen you too much this week, actually, at all. Nobody this week. has. Uh, yeah, it seems like it's been a weird week for you. So, what have you been doing? What have you been playing? I finished up the the weekly stuff on Destiny Two. I went through the. Uh, so you're actually still hopping into Destiny Two, at least to do your yeah, weekly. at least to do my weekly stuff. The flashpoint. Now, does that include stuff. the raid? No, no, I didn't get to do the raid uh, this week. I don't know if any of uh any of the people I normally do the raid with got to do it. Um. Played a little bit of Division in the time that I had off to play. Yeah, I was wondering. So you made a new character this yeah, week. Yeah, made it to right? level four. All right, I'm, we're level, sure. I'm level five right now. Okay. I, I might be like level five or something. Um, I'm like four missions in, five missions in. I so did, are you I did at- the first like strike style mission or raid style mission where it match made you with other people. And I did a mission after that. Well, I didn't have to be match made with other people, because I guess, because I was playing with Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I did that. And then um, I got one more mission after that. Sure. Uh, played a little bit of stick, uh, stick of truth, and oh yeah, have you gotten like? I haven't got. I haven't made. I haven't got to play too much of it. I only got to play like an hour. So no, work. so no real progress. At least no, in your opinion, no real progress. Um, I mean that game. At least well, from what I remember, that game it's got a good sense of progression. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, I won't say get lost, but obviously you can spend a considerable amount of time on side quest. Yeah, so. and uh, I haven't really done much of those, but. Other than that, I downloaded Final Fantasy 15 again to kind of retry. Hadn't had a huge chance to play. Uh, That's what I'm about to ask because I knew I got, you were saying that you wanted to retry it, but did you play? I mean, have I got you played to, it at all? Um, I got to the um, and you just put new save, right? Do what? Just a completely new save? Yeah, just a completely new save, and I got to the beachfront. So okay, yeah, you got and down on the yeah. I, I can't, can't remember what it's called right now. I can't now, either. But. Uh, but I got to that and I saved it, and that's pretty much been the last thing I've got to play on actual consoles. Um, other than that, I have been playing Super Mario Odyssey, which I've been having a lot of fun with. Um, but yeah, that's really been it this week. I actually beat Super Mario Odyssey, but, um, so I've been playing, but yeah, I have beat Super Mario Odyssey and that's really been it. So are you not going to go back and do any like the secret mess or do you want to do all the secret mess? For I did a couple, Odyssey? I did a couple secrets that were really, really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was playing it today Then I just went to kind of go play a little bit of Thumper, but then I kind of just took a nap and. So I was yeah. minutes late over here, so <laughs> that's okay. had McDonald's breakfast and took a nap. So okay, food way, coma. Food yeah, coma. that's the way you live. What about you though? What have you been playing? Well, uh, weirdly, this week has just been a lot of not having quite as much time as I thought. But as you know, my good buddy Donovan moved back, mm-hmm. I, um, so we ended up playing uh, Diablo two nights in a row. 
does he uh, live around here or does he live like his, his, his he lives right down the street he lives with his grandparents right down the street while he's back right now uh from where i used to live out in the country oh we should go get lunch today or something um, yeah it's free. I, I need to see if he's available today um but i've been yeah we, me and him have hung out a few times since he's been back and he's my diablo partner as you know he's my pic for that so with that being said i'm at 92 percent of that game's trophies I need wow a hundred treasure goblins, five hundred bounties, um, and to smash the I can't remember what they're called. Smash fifty items, I think, is what it is, and that's it. Yeah. Done. And I'm very close. I feel like to that. So as I continue to roll through, I mean, me and him are probably on schedule. To what's funny is he's not even wanting to play it in the game. He's just playing because it's a fun game for me and him to be able to play and still screw around with. It's like we're playing on like Torment Five and still doing fine. Hmm. So yeah, um, that's that's not bad then. Well, because we're level seventy characters with enough build up and paragon level to make us to counter us, and then of course we're playing character builds we know really well. Yeah, so, like, I'm playing as my wizard, and, and I love wizard because you get disintegrate and you just mess them up. Okay, uh, but Diablo is a fun game. It's just one of those games where you can burn yourself out on it, but as long as you kind of just jump into it at times. Every time we played it since he's been back, I've been having fun with it, and it's been a long time since we really played the game, so it's fun. Huh, um, super interesting. So, yeah, Diablo, uh, I played a good bit more of Assassin's Creed. I would like to say I'm a little further, but that's game, that game's got a lot of stuff that's easy to... It's a good thing, to be fair. It's got a lot of RPG elements to where it's like, okay, well, you're going to go find this gear, and you want the gear for a specific reason because it gives you different bonuses. Like, I have a weapon that, when I hit, has a chance to apply poison, Um Right, and it's it's also a heavy weapon, so it has dual use, and you can flip between weapons slots that you have. Um, so I'll flip to that, and I'll kind of do a heavy to break someone's shield, and hope I get them with. Uh, it'll do like a secondary spin too, and I'll hope I can get the uh, poison on them, and then I can kind of just play it safe a little bit as they get hit by poison and take damage that way. But the game is surprisingly good. I actually think that you would enjoy it. Uh, really? I, yes, I, I really think you would. Now, I ha- I've expressed a little bit of concern of either the game being a little too big or just, I don't know, I have a little bit of a feeling. like I'm having fun while I'm playing it, but I, it's, I'm getting to the point where I feel like, depending on if I don't just shoot through the, the story missions, I may burn myself out on it. But I've played like a good 25 hours, maybe 20 hours, uh, but I've just done a whole lot of side missions and side quests because there's different gears to get you. Cause like your gears like leveled, mm-hmm. or it's like a rarity to it. So there's like there's rare, um, there's uh, common, rare, and legendary. And the legendary stuff's got a lot of cool side special effects that it'll do, um, kind of somewhat like the division as I've right. been going through. But the division's more in depth, uh, yeah. much more like Diablo in terms of its loot system and the rarity system behind it than Assassin's Creed or even Destiny, uh, which is funny because I felt like at first, you know, without having played the Division, a lot of Destiny stuff looks like it's it's taken inspiration from Blizzard games of the past uh, in some ways and just tried applying them to a first-person shooter. Yeah. Uh, but they ne- I've always had issues with that, never going quite in-depth enough. Um, in the in specifically the the side, I would. It's just. To be fair, I guess it's an argument of quality over quantity. I yeah. guess the argument could be made that while there is less armor in Destiny, maybe it's more catered and looks cooler, and the balance circles a little tighter because of that. Um, not sure, but I, I always did like the idea of Destiny being a little more Diablo-like, where it's like, okay, you're gonna have, you know, common, rare, or co- common, uncommon, rare, you know, and then it goes through all the way to legendary items. 
um, and has like five or six different rarities. So there's, I guess the sense of progression is a little more natural in that mm-hmm. state for me. And you get a little more excited when you get a legendary or like, you know, when you get a, um, it's, Epic not, or it's, a, it's a legendary Ingram and, um, and destiny as well yeah it's just that exotic is kind of what you start really wanting more than anything as you right. get to late game so i don't know it's it's weird but you know right now it's just it's a nice break from destiny and i'm glad that it's more grounded than destiny it's, it just feels like a nice change of pace and the right. third person aspects now i am having a little bit so if you haven't picked up i've been playing the division i played last night uh with one of our listeners ryan Drismo sport and hopefully we can play again tonight yeah i mean that's the plan is to play again tonight and i told him yesterday you would be interested so he said just shoot him an invite um but, I mean, the game's fun. I like it so far. Like I've always said, I really like third-person shooters. Getting used to the contextual buttons for cover yeah, that's the has been weird. a little weird. Yeah, Not bad, and I enjoy the cover. And actually, right. I enjoy that the game is so cover-oriented. It yeah. feels more tactical than Destiny of course. on a general level, yeah, and, uh, where Destiny's a little more action. Yeah, it's just getting used to to uh, having to hold X to like kind of move from here to here, because if you let go, Yeah, and I stop. like that. That's a very, it's like a Gears thing, and like other games have done that. Yeah. The Order did that. And, uh, so and it, Even this game does a good job of letting you know that that's why you stopped, you let go of the button. Yeah. It stops a little, r- the round circle countdown thing. Exactly, and I like how the context actually makes sense in the grand scheme of things, because it'll do like, uh, I was running, and because of where my camera was at, it pointed at one behind it. And I was like, that's actually where I want to go. And it started running me. But because of the path I was actually going to go, there was something in front of me that should have been covered. And I thought it was going to slam me against that. And he just went around it. I was like, yeah, yeah nice. Yeah, it's super. It has a lot of de- uh, attention to detail in that, in that game. Yeah, and that's sure. what, that was one of Ryan's big like compliments towards it. It's just very, very good detail. It's going to be super cool to play it tonight. And when this airs, of course, last night um, is what I mean. Yeah. Because um, I've never played it with people before other than the random matchmaking it throws you into. And those. Yeah, and he said he doesn't play that at all. He always either plays by himself or with a friend, which seems preferable by yeah. far. Um, yeah, it, it was super fun by myself, but like I kept having teammates get down. I will say I like annoying. how single player oriented it, it's able it to be. be. Yeah, like if you wanted to play it as a single player game, it's one hundred percent possible to do that. Yeah, it, it's super cool. Which I mean, that's great because he was saying like he doesn't even mess with the dark zone because it's just not the play style he likes. Which is funny because it's about like me and Destiny. I don't mess with Crucible. I tried to go through not the dark what I zone. like. It's actually kind of fun depending on how you play it because well, if you I see find that people you can get in. We were kind of going through everything, and it's like the game is so RPG. Yeah, oh, that yeah. there's so many stats. Yeah, and it's impressive. Actually. I hope he's okay with doing that again with me tonight because I need to do that because I still like you know from playing it back then to playing it now I don't remember anything. Yeah, it's interesting. He was he was good help, but at the same time, you know, he, he asked me, he's like, what do you want me? you want me to tell you things you need to know to an extent, or do you want to pl- play it organically? And for the most part, I chose organically, but I asked him a few things okay. out of curiosity because I do want to, you know, much like I was with you in Terraria, I wanted to experience the game as it should have been. Right, and instead of just kind of telling me exactly how yeah. to do things. Yeah, because like I would have felt, felt cheated, and I would have felt like I cheated you with Terraria. So that's all I've actually gotten to play. I did pick up... Um, I did pick up my my beautiful beautiful dot hack GU trilogy. Oh yeah, did uh, you plus to, episode four, the new one. Did you get to play that at all? No, I haven't played it yet. Uh, I, I'm holding off specifically because I know that as soon as I dive into one and I beat one, I'm gonna have to beat the other two. Yeah, I just I know myself enough. Uh, it's a problem with me in trilogies anyway. If I buy any game in trilogy, I bam, bam, bam. Which is funny because I know you hardly do that. You don't want to get the fatigue. Oh yeah, um, yeah. I learned that with Uncharted. Yeah, so. It's interesting, but that's about it. So, I mean, I've got a lot of stuff to look forward to. It's just a big issue of having the actual time to do it. Uh, I understand that. And there's still games I haven't picked up that I want, but it's just going to have to be. That one was important to pick up 
because I was there on lunch day it came out because I was like, it's an itch title. If I don't pick it up, it's going to be gone. It's almost a game that you you almost had to pre-order it to guarantee you're even going to get a copy. Um, the hack? Hmm? Oh, I guess they just sent that out in such little tropes that it's hard to get. It's just one. I mean, those little niche RPG games happen like that. It's really hard to get East Lacrimant of you know Lacrimosa of Dana. It's just a game that they don't overproduce. They produce the expectation, right? And those games are budgeted to expectations, so it makes sense. It's a good deal. Yeah, but, uh, see, I got a three day weekend, but I got to do. I do this weird thing now where. I, or it's been a trend where I work eight days in a row, then get a three-day weekend. Yeah. Or I work eight days in a row, I get a day off, and then I work two days, and I get a three-day weekend, and then work eight days again. Um, so maybe between tonight and tomorrow night and um, tomorrow like morning and stuff, I'll be able to play a good amount of games. Yeah. Play some Final Fantasy, play up. some Division. Yeah, as long as my internet doesn't crap out on me again, that'll be super, super good if it does not. I'm so glad mine's not, but at the same time, when it does happen, I'm, I'm curious. I'm wondering if they're going like, to move this way. Towards, towards you and it's going to start happening because it is like it's pitiful to be fair I have a lot of single player games to play so I'm not hurt which one of those games can be played offline though I mean all, all of them, them. Yeah. a lot of games I tried, I tried Dot to hack play. completely playable offline um, Assassin's Creed I don't think is, is required time, to be online so I'm I, good the there. last time my uh, internet went out there was a couple games I was trying to play like it wouldn't let me play bot games and Rainbow Six Siege it wouldn't let me play it wouldn't let me play there's a couple other games that I tried to do yeah games like, that are no. online only that have offline components but you still have to be yeah, online to be able ridiculous. to build yeah it's a, it's a weird thing but I mean it's, it's the way the industry is right now so Saul we've gone on long enough with that um Go on and hop into that drop there. Sure thing. Is it actually, I wonder if it's long this week. Have you already skimmed through it's, it? Yeah, I already skimmed through it. It's not too long. Um, yeah, I figured. Phone is my source of the drop because my laptop is dead. We have Ace of Seafood for PS4. ATV tr- uh, Drift and Tricks for PS4. Retail only. Hold on. What was the first one? Ace of Seafood. We, okay, why does it look like Ace Combat text? <laughs> okay. It actually does. That's not the only what game looks to be like a ripoff. You'll see soon enough. <laughs> Uh, AT, uh, ATV Drift and Tricks for retail doesn't show digital, so I don't know if that's digitally available. Kind of okay. weird. Uh, Cursed Castilla, uh, Matilda Castilla EX, which is a PS Vita game. Cool. We have Discovery for PS4 and PS VR. <laughs> now, I want you to notice that that is some Dark Souls font with some Minecraft, Minecraft Yeah, that's... Uh... So, like I said, not the only lookalike in this, this week. We have Ghost in the Toy Box Chapter 1 for PS VR. Hand of Fate 2 for PS4. Jeopardy for PS4. League of War VR Arena for PS3. Okay. I'm kidding. PSVR. Uh, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, the Telltale Series, Episode 5. Last, I, oh, I can finally play the, the first season. I, I bought that in April. Yeah, now you can finally play through the first season. And I can play it. it. We have Max, the Curse of Brotherhood for PS4. Minecraft Story Mode Season 2, Episode 4. Need for Speed Payback for PS4. That's the big game for me. Neo Complete Edition for PS4, digital only. Big pet peeve of mine. That really? Needs to be, that needs to be physical. It also sucks that... Did you uh, see that Neo went to PC? I did, but uh, Neo is still $60 on the... Um, store. Store, yeah. which is crazy. It's a problem with digital games. You know, the the Division's or yeah. $49. It's 8 bucks at GameStop. That, I know. I was like, I'm buying so, that. Physical. Professional Construction, the simulation for PS4. Sonic Forces for PS4. It has the, the worst morbid curiosity for that game. Oh, Sonic Forces? Yeah, it's going to be... Um, it's only I'm, 40 bucks if I'm not mistaken, though. So, I mean, again, smart move on their half of getting people in the door because $20 is enough money to make people go, nah, not worth the risk. Yeah, that's true. Um, Little Sonic Mania. 
30 bucks? Yes. And that was a good risk to take. Yeah. We have Redemption for PS4. Will of Fortune for PS4. Whoopo, the final game on this list for PS4. Whoopo. Okay. All right. So not, not too long, not too, too short. All right, well, I'm going to give a little bit of a, of a little preceder to the news. It's got a little bit on it, but for the most part, the news is going to be very wrapped up in the main discussion of the topic, which is kind of a mixture of how Sony handles conferences in general and our thoughts and critiques on how they do that and if they found their stride. Uh, and then on top of that, uh, it's just talking about Paris Games Week. So with all the news that came from Paris Games Week, there's a little bit in here that references back, uh, but it's information that was released after P- Paris Games Week on some things. So first thing that we want to bring up, and it's something I was talking to a lot of people about this past couple of days, is that Sony have announced that PlayStation trophies can now work your way towards free games and more for U.S. users only. Very important to say. Uh, so it's part of you have to have a Sony, a Sony rewards account. Uh, but if you make that, you can link your PSN profile to that, and any purchases you make on the PSN store will get will grant you points uh, with five times points. Um, and then any time that you, um, it actually may not be that way. That's for the credit card, but you get points for buying on PS Store. Can you use the credit card and link to your PS account to get points for the store and points for the card? Yes, that's really it's cool. all. It all comes in that's the same. A, that's a account. really cool ecosystem. Yeah, your rewards comes together. Uh, anyway, so what what the plan is? This is an addition to the Sony Rewards catalog. You can now track and earn reward points for silver, gold, and platinum trophies that you earn. It's important to mention that there are no bronze trophy rewards. Too easy, makes sense. Uh, so the breakdown of how that ends up working is that you get 100 points for 100 silver trophies, 250 points for 25 gold trophies, and 1,000 points for 10 platinums. According to the terms of service, you can only only earn 12 trophy passes per year, and they do not work retroactively with trophies you've earned in the past, which makes sense. Yeah, so um, it's earning. It's just trophies. really unfortunate because if I would have gotten all those like 23 platinums I've gotten this you year, you've gotten a good amount uh, of points to probably buy something. Yeah, because 1,000 points is ten dollars. Oh, okay. So if you get so 10 then, platinum, yeah. you get $10. Right. Yeah, so I mean... That's, that's 23, yeah. 20, 20 bucks, roughly. Yeah. Wait, what? Your yeah. 20 platinums. Oh, yeah, that I would have missed out on. 23, yeah. so I mean... I said way. roughly, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, that's where it would be, because there's no in-between. Oh, uh, okay. You know, so... But all the other trophies, too. You know how many golds I've got and silvers so i got to roughly, lead up? So, so I probably would have had enough 30. money for a new game. Yeah. But, oh, well, it is what it is, I guess. Uh, next thing on the list, a few PSVR games have announced plans for DLC. Arizona Sunshine, the co-opable uh, zombie shooter that came out for uh, VR after coming out on Vive and all that, is uh, has plans for DLC, but there is no date. As well as Farpoint, the game from first per- the game from um, first person shooter from Sony, has plans for DLC as well. And they announced those, adding new maps and stuff like that, new co-opable modes. Uh, looks pretty cool. I think the main reason I felt like putting this on here was that I think that it's interesting to see VR doing so well that the games have a ability to give like ability to look at it and go DLC would be profitable like profitable here. So Yeah. I, I, it, it it would seem to me that right now that attach rate for VR games is actually pretty high. Like so, you know, games sold to the number of you know, again, it's it would depend game on game, but I'm sure more people buy more games more often for who are owners of VR in comparison to just owners of PS4. Uh, but PS4 attach rate is still really high, definitely for a console this long in the gen. So it's good to hear. Uh, and VR in general has been doing really well. There's different things about estimated things. I'll just go ahead and throw that in real quick. Uh, there's people who are estimating that Sony have sold 1.5 million PSVR units and raked in somewhere in the in the ballpark of 525 million in uh, hardware sales alone. 
which is impressive. Good, yeah. But it's all based off of, you know, guesses and stuff right now, so I'm waiting a little bit. But regardless, we do know that Sony is destroying competition right now uh, in terms of VR competition. But I think that was kind of obvious. The price point was was really low, and the yeah, accessibility have, was high because yeah. you have a, if you have a PS4, you plug it in. It's really hard to VR on PC for people who don't understand. Who's PC. not a PC enthusiast? Exactly, because you have so. to have a good a, a, a comparable PC to run it. Uh, you have to have more than a comparable PS like PC to run. It's it's actually almost harder to run VR on PC due to the infrastructure, the way the games are set up and not optimized as well. No, I've seen I've seen people run uh, VR on cheaper PCs. Oh, I've it, seen it. I mean, fine. like for the most part, and it's uh, it's pretty comparable to PSVR. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Like it's not it's not. Oh, and a, I don't know if you crazy. saw some games just don't perform as well as games on VR. I think it was Rift drop its price to match the new Microsoft VR things that are out because they're cheaper. Uh, Oculus. That's right. Okay. So uh, I thought that was interesting. Yeah, uh, the Vive was more expensive than Rift at launch, and I think it still is. Um, So I don't know. VR is very weird. It's It's a a very it's a burgeoning market. I can't tell if it's a fad or not. Yeah. Oh no, it's not. At least to the extent of it is not a fad in the same sense as Connect was, or in the same sense as Move was. That's what I'm. That's what I'm curious about because I'm wondering. But I mean, it's it's far surpassed the sales and interest and intrigue and even general support from Sony that Move ever did. Yeah, I guess that's true. So I mean, you're a year into it, and there, this the VRs had more go on in this first year than the move had in the entire time it was really being yeah. even talked about, which was probably two to three years by Sony before before they finally just completely pulled the plug on games. Like until Dawn was going to be a, a move game, pulled that off. I think that they realized it would be a waste, and then they could do more with it. Yeah. Um, but again, that's neither here nor there. We weren't behind doors for that. It's just I think it's pretty obvious. The, the move never did very well. It had a couple of really cool games like Sorcery. I really love. Connect never did well, but either. yeah, Connect didn't do too well either. Did you see that Microsoft pulled the plug on Connect in general? Yeah, which is interesting. So. It's like that should have happened two years ago, in my opinion. Absolutely should have. All right, next thing up on the list, uh, Metal Gear Solid Five. This is super weird. Metal Gear Solid Five: The Phantom Pain and Ground Zeroes received a new patch to add support for PS4 Pro. That's all in all, that's already a little weird because of how old the game is. It's just odd to see them do well, this now this month's game. instead of going back. You know what I mean, though? Yeah. That's what it, It's funny that they're doing it. It must be because they think people are going to hop into it. Oh, no, yeah, they most certainly are. I, yeah. I've seen a lot of people Which, saying Yeah, I'm sure people hop into it. But now. here's the bigger issue. Or for this. Ground Zero's month. standalone game does not receive the performance patch. Which is weird. Instead, only receiving the patch as part of the definitive edition of Metal Gear Solid Five: The Phantom Pain, which is super weird. Now, is that because that the what is it? Ground Zeroes is that already run at sixty frames per second? I don't. Would that be in such a small game? Well, no, the, the game. That, well, the game. The game runs to fourteen forty p on. The, that's what Metal Gear Solid Five: The Phantom Pain and Ground Zeroes go to on PS4 Pro. So they run at fourteen forty p and then checkerboard themselves up to four k. So, but is, do they do they run in sixty frames with the support? I don't think five. so. I don't think so. I don't. I'm fairly positive. Maybe a 1080p 60. That's a, mm. But even even then, the the fact that they couldn't give the same upgrade patch to Ground maybe Zero they, standalone. Wa- yeah, I'll say. I don't think I could think of. They just didn't want to for some reason. I just I don't understand. It's a really weird move. Um, but at the same time, it's not that weird considering it's Konami. Yeah, they surprise me. All the time. Konami is a super weird company. They really are. So, whatever, though. I mean, it, it seems like a couple of people are mad about it, which rightfully so, but, I mean, what are you going to do about it? So, 
Uh, next thing up, Assassin's Creed Origins has received its first patch, bringing with it a lot of small fixes. The update comes in at 1.35 gigs and fixes small graphical and audio inconsistencies while also adding and improving gameplay aspects, fixing quest progression issues, and general performance across the board. So I haven't played since this update actually installed on my system. Uh, but the game didn't have just too terribly many issues, but every now and then something small would happen. And that's... It's good for an with all the origins. Games. With all the origins I played, I was like, there's still a couple of issues where you feel like it could have been optimized better, but there wasn't just woefully terrible. Like, how did that get through quality? Yeah, some of that, and with Assassin's Creed launches, we've seen that. So, yeah, so I mean, some of it, not all of them. You know, that's no. That was a, that was really Unity really brought that down to a complete. That was when it came to a to a head. It was like, okay, this is unacceptable level of quality control. It's like, how, how does this get through that? But, I mean, it's weird. In the grand scheme of things, the game has run better. Now, of course, it doesn't look or play as well as something like Horizon that's proprietary and runs on one set of hardware, but it looks good enough. Um, again, good enough, and it just, it's okay. It's got the thing that I wish that they would just pull the draw distance for characters down a little bit uh, because sometimes the draw distance is high enough where you can see characters, but when they start moving, it does that weird thing you used to see back in early and even sometimes late PS3 games. And I haven't seen it much on PS4 where you can see them because it's desert and there's not a whole terrible lot of trees depending on where you're at. And you can see their animations, but their animations are so far away that it's like skipping frames. So they look like Skyrim does that on PS4. Really? I noticed that when I played Skyrim. I was curious if that's what you're going to say. Yeah, Skyrim, um, I was up on... On a, normal uh, PS4 or PS4 Pro? I, uh, PS4 Pro. That's what I'm playing it on. Oh, I didn't know you were playing it again. Yeah. Oh, I forgot you. Just, you said yeah. you were. Yeah, 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 I started it very briefly just that's to see right. how it works. That's right. And uh, it did it did that to me once. Um, I could stand up on like the little. I can't really describe it that well. If you're running down to um, what is it, White Run, the main first city you go to, the yeah, big first city. And there's like that path that leads off to the left that goes up to like a bandit camp up at the very top. Uh, then there's the field that has the uh, companions fighting the giant. I was standing up on that sidewalk and I was watching the fight in the giant. It was. Just juddering movements, and then them hitting the giant, and then one of them flew up, and it's, it was like a slideshow. The guy's body just flying up. <laughs> it was hilarious. That's weird. Then again, that's a Bethesda game, and those are typical to happen. In it any it is a time. PS3 game, you know, so you have to you have to kind of find your balance. But I just thought it was weird. Uh, but it's it's not completely, like, and really, if, unless you're just really looking, you don't notice it all that badly. But it's here and there, and I'm like, ah, it kind of sucks. But still, happy to see them doing that. Uh, so next thing, PS Plus games for November have been announced uh, starting November 7th, which is the day after this airs. Users can download the following games. So Worms Battlegrounds for PS4, Bound for PS4, which I actually am interested in. That's the only one I'm um, interested in. R-Type Dimensions for PS3, Ragdoll Kung Fu, super old game for PS3, uh, Dungeon Punks for PS Vita and PS4, Crossplay, uh, cross by sorry uh broken sword five the serpent's curse episodes one and two for ps vita and as a bonus which i like that they've been doing this as a complete bonus instead of it taking a slot of another game uh all users also get access to until dawn rush of blood for psvr so uh you know they did the same thing with rigs they've been doing the same thing with the uh with the playlink games too so i mean you're seeing those games look like garbage to me <laughs> every one of I them i mean no, what is it what they show but being, they're not games for you well, yeah come on man show, i mean they uh well I mean even if I had like three or four people well hold on hold on 
Which one are you saying looks garbage? That All er- of them. That- Erica especially looks like garbage. No, Erica, Erica looks like a 2006 sci-fi TV show that they're incorporating. No, no. Re- yes. But no, they haven't shown enough for it to be that to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. But that, you, there, but I like the idea regardless. I think See, that if the, if it's what they say to where you have dialogue things that change it every couple of seconds and it legit changes and doesn't give this illusion of choice, if they can pull it off, I think it's a great idea. I think the same thing's true with um, the, the new PlayLink game. Um, that I can't. I haven't picked it up yet. Um, it has the key in the hole? Is that the way you're No, about? it's the one made by Supermassive that's um, Hidden Agenda. Uh, Until Dawn one? It's not Until Dawn. Until Dawn's the VR one that's... Uh, that's right, yeah. No, 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 yeah, you're the right. The Inpatient. Um, but this, inpatient, is by the yeah. same, this is by the same people, the right, same group. Right, it's just not the but it's, it's, it's spiritual successor. Hidden Agenda or something like that, and it's the one that's got like the cops... And it's going through. Yeah. It's a thriller. And A, I respect them as a studio. And I know that all they're doing is taking the idea of Until Dawn and going, okay, but what if instead of one person making each decision, the decisions came up in a group of people? You can play a single player. Yeah, that, and that's just not kind of, that's not my thing. Like, oh, no, I, I, I agree. a group of people, I'm not playing those kind of games. I, I agree, but I will say I know a lot of people who do that or who watch streams and then will be like, choose this, choose this. And it's like, it's a people like that group sense of activity. Definitely people who aren't really good at games. Uh, and sometimes they're a little scared of, of coming into a game, even like Until Dawn, that's actually easy enough. Yeah, it's just my computer don't I work. I know. Um, but I think it's a weird thing. They saw it enough to be like, okay, people like doing this. Apparently, Erica wasn't going to be a PS um, a play link game at first, and then they started noticing people were like, no, do this, do this, and they were like, what if we just let everybody make the decision? So again, I think it's it's good enough ideas, and since PlayLink is more aimed at casual people, I think it's smart. I, I could see how somebody who's a little more of a core gamer is like, eh, but I don't think that they've shown enough for it to be a complete write-off. You know? Well, and I see PlayLink uh, trying to be talked about as like the ultimate like go-to party thing. Like the, If you have friends over, that's what you should be doing. I've seen people say that. I'm like, no, people want co-op games. Like games. Well, again, core gamers do, but not yeah. always. And well, that's, that's who I... I'm it gets gonna, weird. Sometimes, call- yeah, sometimes you're right, though, because I mean... As long as the game's accessible enough, like I think Knack 2, if you play it on a lower difficulty, is accessible enough, and the yeah. co-op is beneficial to both because you I actually can, watched uh, like a three-episode stream of somebody playing Knack, co-op, Knack 2 co-op. It yeah. looks fun. And number one, that looks really good, but at the same time, that's only a two-people thing. Well, I, There's I, not a lot of four-player co-op games. I think Diablo on really low difficulties, it could be fun for people who are kind of... And Diablo is simple enough. It's like almost like a point and click like, or a point uh, and shoot. Uh, dual stick shooter. Yeah, like it's simple yeah. enough See, uh, to where I, I think. It, but I don't know. Plainly, I saw a big YouTube channel say that. Like a very famous YouTube channel. Weird? I'm like, are you serious? That's weird. I mean, I don't know. I think that there's it's it's aimed at casual people, obviously. Right. I don't think there's any. I'm just saying the people that. who said this, they aren't, weren't casual gamers. They were very hardcore gamers. And it's just like, that's it's a really weird thing. It's just not something I like. I mean, I, yeah, I could see that. It's just, you know, sometimes you want to come down hard on it because it looks like it's not a decision aimed at you as a as a gamer yeah, well, or a PlayStation lover. But yeah, it's part that. It's part the way like people were saying, like, I, w- I just wish co-op gaming like was the thing instead of this. Yeah, but you know what's funny? Me and the first time that Donovan came over, we've played Diablo, I think, two or three times since he's been back. The first day that he came, he came over here and we just played on my system, uh, two-player and the split screen. It was, it, there was things about playing together that are fun like being able to talk directly right, to him yeah. and laugh and bullshit. But then there's things about being on the same screen. It's like, there's too much going on. There's too much information on the screen. And then like the way that they split up, it, it's weird the the way the whole game works. Whenever the next time we played, I uploaded his save thing back to him for him. Then he played on his console when he finally got set up and we were playing it over the tour. I was like, 
it's a lot easier to play this game well, physically. Yeah. Like looking at the screen and because understanding not, what's going I on. I split screen too, but you know, it's one of those things. Well, and like that's where, a, you know, that's a like shared screen. It's not even yeah. quite split screen. But right. Yeah. Overcooked is a great example like of co-op that. being successful. If you have like a significant other or like a brother or sister who you want to play with, Play League just seems like it's just. You, but Play League's like, always aimed at more than two hurdles. people. You know what I mean? That's that's, true that's too, a bigger yeah. deal. Uh, most good co-op games are only for two people. Yeah. It's very rare that co-op games like. Can you imagine? We've done it. Can you imagine playing four people in Diablo and having all that information on the screen at one screen? Uh, no, we did that with Minecraft. That was not fun. It's hard, man. Yeah. Two people is the most you want to do Minecraft, unless you have the biggest TV in the world. But that's what I mean. Is that. There's got to be a market for people who are a little more intimidated by what gaming is and how hard it's gotten because a lot of people have memories of gaming when they're young, when PS1 was still simpler and didn't have analog sticks or back when they were playing Super Nintendo and stuff like that or Sega and they've, or they played them at some point in their life a little bit and they're like, oh, that was a little simpler because it's like three buttons and a directional pad. That is easier to, to understand than... What's funny is that the touchpad is almost like an idea of like, okay, what's well, something simple that everybody should understand? Because smartphones are so prevalent that, but it's just another like, what the hell is that for people who don't know about gaming? You know? Yeah, it's just a weird way gaming's going right now. It's just well, you see Sony, and it's funny because it's going to come up in the in the final topic, but um, I guess I got to finish the news before we do that. Yeah, but you see Sony committing to a good extent to their idea behind pushing the system for more casual players and trying to up their numbers by that because like you said the majority of the of the of the core market's bought in so now the remainder is just going to be how do you get the casual people or the people who have been stragglers of waiting 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 how do you get them to finally make the leap because there's all, there crazy. are people that just stay on PS3 for a long so long or, or Xbox for so long and they eventually go Finally going to jump in the next-gen consoles four years later. Which is crazy because, like, there were people who made outrageous... Or I say outrageous. Outburst of the uh, Last of Us 2 trailer for being too violent. Night Dog had to make a statement. Yeah, I know. Just like, come on now. Like... Yeah. It's weird, but... Get out of here. I'm going like, to go ahead and run through the news so we can get going on this. Let's yeah. see. Doom VFR. This is cool. Uh, for PS4. Has confirmed support for the aim controller that released alongside Farpoint. So that's good to see. What hasn't quite been confirmed is if that means that when you're playing with aim controller that you can move freely instead of relying on the teleport feature they've done Which so is good. far. Yes. I hope it's true. Yeah. I really teleport. hope it's true. I'm so glad... Oh, excuse me. <laughs> I'm so glad, like I was talking about with Skyrim, that they've talked about letting Skyrim, like they're working on ways to make Skyrim in VR where you can move freely instead of teleporting. I understand why teleporting is the easiest route right. and probably the easiest. And, and honestly, it keeps it keeps you moving throughout the world so quickly. Yeah. And the immersion would come from being able to see the world that's around you. But to an extent, you want to walk. Like that's yeah. that's full immersion. Being able to just kind of be like, there's a cheese wheel right here. Yeah. Like we all walk down, like look at the look at the ground as you walk. It'd Even be cool. better, I just want to be able to pick the cheese wheel up. Yeah, just <laughs> holding it, dropping it. Now it'd be stupid, but if they made it where you could just, like put it up towards your face and eat it and heal, that like, would be super like weird. Job simulator, just like chomping on things. Yeah, that would it wouldn't cool. happen, but it would be very interesting. So good to see them doing that, and I think it's also good to see that the aim controller is continuing to get support because that yeah. was not true of the uh, PS3 version of the Sharpshooter. Um, it got like maybe three Killzone games supported. Three. Killzone three, Resistance three, I think one. Oh, SOCOM four, and then that was it. Yeah, it was very limited. So, uh, good to see. Uh, now I'm excited for this one. 2D platformer Owlboy is finally coming to consoles. Released on PC a year ago, the pixel art platformer has been announced 
for all major consoles, including Switch. So you may want to get it there, depending on where you lie. No, I'll, um, I'll get it. I'll get it for PS4 for trophies. Yeah. So anyway, coming uh, in February of next year. So not too far off. Really good to see. Yeah, that, that game is super cool looking. Yeah, it always has. Absolutely. Now I will say that since Hollow Knight's taking so long to come out, I will get that on Switch first. Because if that comes out by the end of this year, it's gonna because it's coming. To Hollow Knight before. looks awesome. It yeah, does. It does. And I, it's that's one I want to pick up on PC <clears throat> that, that I could play on my PC, like uh, Cuphead. But it's something I want to play in my hands. Yeah, so bad. Yeah. All right, next thing, Telltale have announced plans for a fourth and final season of their Walking Dead series. They have also revealed that Rogue One co-writer Gary Whitta is returning to work on season four as well as plans for their Walking Dead collection, including all the games in the series so far, and the Michonne games they did, all that. Uh, and to go a little more in-depth, um, the season one and two that were PS3 seasons that ended up making their way, they're getting graphical enhancements in this. So they actually look a good bit better. Now, yeah, I wish that this was... When I first was looking at the article and I saw graphical improvements mentioned, I was like, are they, for the fourth season, are they finally doing something about their horrid engine? No, no, um, probably not. That hinge, that engine's gonna be. It's not the death of the game because those games are good. It's not gonna be the death of the game. It's just you could you could hold those games in such higher regard if they would work the, right. The now, I'm not even asking for them to look like Detroit or something that's comparable genre wise. I just want the games to run right. So that's this, all I want. When this series finishes up, do you think you'll ever go to The Walking Dead? Absolutely not. You don't think so? Nah. Well, you didn't like Borderlands that that super much. No, I, but I enjoy Borderlands loosely as a game series. I just never go through and actually beat them all the way because I get bored of them eventually. Yeah. And they're better co op games, and we don't. I don't have a lot of time to co op people. Yeah, that that is it. I played the majority of Borderlands one. I almost beat it, and now, then something happened, and we got jumped multiple off multiple times. But uh, then we played a good bit of two. And again, I bought two brand new. I got played through a decent bit of two, and then everybody kind of fell off. I have the Handsome so, Jack collection. Yeah, if you ever want to play, we'll see. Yeah, I actually like Borderlands as a series. Like Twenty bucks on sale. And while the story for you know for Walking Dead, I just you know I am. I, there's been enough zombie games to where I'm not in any sense of fear of missing out. It's not that I think it's bad or anything. I just don't. I don't feel well, like I'm missing something. I think so. with the Walking Dead, it's more of the characters. <clears throat> That you have that, that get killed off, or the potential of getting killed off that makes people stay instead yeah. of the zombies. So that's. I mean, I get that, but it's also people jumped in for a lot of it because of the fact that it's walking dead, the source material. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, that show is. Okay, this one's really interesting. Uh, Shadow of the Colossus has received a release date, price, and more info regarding pro support in the wake of the Paris Games Week's trailer. Uh, the game will be priced at thirty nine ninety nine. Smooth Hallelujah. move by Sony. I'm yes. telling you. Because I'm, you you think I'm kidding? They know just as well as anybody that a lot of people would have bought it at sixty dollars. They do, but why not? Why do that when you can do this forty dollars price point that they've seen presumably a, a ton of success with? Right. I know Ratchet and Clank did phenomenal with it. We know that the uh, the uh, the Crash Bandicoot remaster did phenomenal with it. Why steer away from that when we see so many games doing a good job at it? Skyrim did a good um, job with it, even though it's sixty. Yeah, so which is ridiculous. It, like it's the crazy. Third man. time that game's come out, fourth time. Yeah, and letting it be the definitive edition was good. If it would have just been a remaster at sixty, oh, no. oh my god, no. But I mean, I don't want. I still want to say that Skyrim should have been forty, uh, and I really think that Skyrim VR should be forty. Oh yeah, but yeah. I'm not going to get into considering all that, Skyrim so. VR is not the definitive edition; it's the original version. Well, it but it has all the content, right? It just doesn't have the graphical enhancements that the special edition did. I hope it does. I think it has all, all the, the DLC. The DLC, yeah, I hope it does. Pretty sure it does. Uh, either way. Going further, so yeah, thirty nine ninety nine. It will feature 1080p 60 frames per second support on PS4 Pro, so you want to go that way. It's an option. 
So you can go 4K or you can go 1080p. I'm going 1080p um, 60 for sure. That yeah, th- that seems beautiful. really useful in that oh game. Oh, my gosh. You know what I mean? Beautiful. Uh, and it's releasing on February 6th. So all good news. February. Not very far. February looks like a good month right now. Hey, and look. They gave a release date. Detroit. Looking at hey, you. Hey, 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 hey. No, I didn't even watch it. The second I saw somebody th- say in the Reddit thread, they're like, "Did they give a uh, release date?" Somebody said no, and I said, I'm "Not watching that." Like, I, I didn't Dude, get to watch it live, so I had to go back through and watch all the videos. I watched it live. No, I'm sick of seeing it. I'm just, I'm keeping myself blind. Don't get wrong. Don't get wrong. I watched Dan get called out by the motion tracking actor on our Twitter <laughs> for comparing her, her to Jennifer Lawrence. Dan. I want you to know that gave me a really good laugh. I, I laughed when she even replied because I was just kind of like, hey, here face, she is. Dan. So you can, I only tagged her so he could see her face. Yeah. I was like, here she is. And I love how she's like, yeah, hey, Dan, that's my face. That's my face. I was like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, man, Dan, we love you. But that's yeah, funny. I, it didn't get a release date. I've said it before. I'm tired of seeing the game without a release date. I'm not early, early 2018, it though. It's still it, where it, we're it at. It does not say early 2018. It says 2018. 2018. Yeah. yeah, but they've already confirmed it's for early because God so. of War got early 2018. But pretty I sure bone, I have a bone, a slight bone to pick with God of War. We're going to get into that. Though, okay. in yeah, the, sure. Impressions Last one here uh, in its absence from Paris Games Week. Many wondered if Media Molecules Games Dream uh, Game Dreams was in trouble. Despite this, they insist that the game is alive and well and is ready to be shown soon. Uh, the head of the studio for that game, I think, is what it was. Um, talked about that the game is going to be shown soon. So I'm hoping. I'm hoping that's a PSX thing. I just don't feel like they have much longer to go without being able to talk about that game. Was it three years now that game's been shown? Uh, to come they after? technically shown. Or was it as a tech demo? Technically shown without a name or anything. They showed their tech for it at the announcement for PS4 in February of 2013. Yeah, that's crazy. That's almost eight years ago. No, five years ago. I can't do math, apparently. Yeah, apparently not. Yeah, five years ago almost. Um, so that's really like, ooh, man. But, I mean,. Again, it, it's the hard thing to me is I don't know how they come out and just really kill it with this. Like, I, how do they come out and go? Have we had the veil up for down for too long? Yeah, but guess what? We're lifting it up. Here's this. Here's why it's a game. Here's why it's amazing for you. Here's why it's amazing for people who want to create games. Here's why it works for people who don't care about that. Here's why it works for co-op and families. Here's why it's good. Uh, this yeah. here's why it's good for casual gamers. Here's why it's good for core gamers. Like, how do they pull that off? I think it seems impossible, and I think the longer they wait, the more they mount up against them, and expectations go a little weird. The upside for expectations is that they haven't shown enough for expectations to be formed yeah. to an extent. So, what, I was, mean, what was the thing? The piano scene in it? Yeah, they shown that, and they actually showed a game level where you played through and can like possess different characters and stuff. But it was a level they had made. You don't know if that's part of the game game or yeah, if it's or just what? A tech thing. It's just weird, man. I, I wish that they would just go ahead and show it, but I mean, I just my worry for them is that I do love them as a studio, and I think that the Little Big Planet series is a fantastic creation for, out of their part, uh, and I think that obviously their creativity can shine. I just hope they're not putting all their eggs in this basket to not deliver. Tearaway was a fantastic game. It was a game that did not do very well sales wise. It was not the juggernaut that Little Big Planet was, even if it was an amazing game. And I fear if we have this happen again with Dreams. What happens to the studio? We know that Sony's not scared of closing studios down. Yeah, that's true. So, I mean, they closed down Evolution, right? And Evolution released the game exactly. So, and it's it, people were scared probably not seeing it for such a long period of time. So, my I guess my concern is that Evolution took a long time on Drive Club. Drive Club came out; it was received moderately well, I mean, it was sold a fun, decently fun well, with a fun game. 
and then they got closed down. Yeah. Okay, so what happens? Was it because they didn't want to close the studio down until they got the game out to try and get some return of investment? So is Drive Club facing no more updates or anything because Evolution's down? I never thought about that. I don't know. I think somebody took over, but I'm not completely sure. But it's a weird thing. All I'm saying is that I hope that Media Molecule stays around. I hope that this is as crazy as they're acting like it is. Right. I hope it's as big as a grand of a game as I'm hoping it to be, or not, it's going to be a letdown. It's just going to be interesting. I, I, it does show that Sony supports the idea of creativity and letting their developers make what they want, which like we've seen them do with Naughty Dog and even with Sucker Punch and Ghost of Tsushima. I think it's a weird jump for that studio, but I think it's a bold jump. I think they could have played a lot safer, made something that felt more like a traditional Sucker Punch game because Infamous, they showed Infamous, right? A lot of Infamous, you could see and kind of feel the little bit of Sly 3's DNA coming into that game. It felt like, and now maybe you do, we haven't seen too terribly much on Ghost of Tsushima, but maybe you see kind of traces of Second Son in there. You know, well, what I, I mean? would be mad if I didn't see something at least nodding back to stealthy sly movements and stuff. I'm sure you will to an extent, but it's just interesting. Like even the animations in Infamous One were very, very derivative of what, and probably the same animation as stuff. the crouching remember, stuff yeah, from Sly. I remember watching Seth play in that, and I'm like. Why does that look that like looks, Sly? Yeah, it, yeah. Looks like, it looks like it's a different character model, but it's Sly doing that. So uh, It's a weird thing, but I mean, again, I just hope that we see we see Media Molecule really nail it with this, and if they do and they stay around, I'm excited. I just, you know, I wish for the best for them. If they, if they get closed, I mean, I guess to an extent you got to say they did it to themselves, but we'll see. I mean, I don't want to say anything too negative until we see what their stuff is. Um, so, Saul? We have one thing for fan mail so you guys may have realized that we didn't post on twitter this week about fan mail and that's because we got a really good question last week that was just too long um i don't know what you're showing me oh never mind it's on european hey if you guys want to know oh. east origins 40 percent off on european playstation store game's great pick it up so i'll have east origin though <laughs> i have it on ps4 and P- psv remember beat just- beetle on beetle oh, so good continue can't, though but so we had a question last week by our good boy Sharico. Um, you can't. Sorry. <laughs> wait, what? I forgot you don't have a Vita right now. Oh, yeah, exactly. But he asked us, what five games will we take to an island in one video game controller? It could be any mixture. I'm assuming the video game okay. controller would work. I do. Yeah, that's that's the only loophole yeah. is that it, it doesn't have to belong to that console. By logic, the games would have to be on the system that that controller would work on. Right. But in this scenario, we're just going to say that it's a PS... Like, say that I, I say DualShock 4, it's a PS4 that's backwards compatible with every game that's ever come out for some reason. Yeah, so like that, and that's what I'm glad he... He, uh, we, he did clarify that with us. So this is our one reader mail question. It may take up a good few minutes, so I'm sorry for that, you guys. Um, typically, what we may do moving forward is we may only do one or two at a time, harken back to those in later episodes or something. We may just uh, save them all up for the ones that um, that we don't have time to do. But, Brett, do you know which ones you would? Because I do. Go ahead and hit your list. Okay. I know loosely mine, but I'm going to start typing them out because I've been thinking about it, but I never did type it out. Okay, so, so obviously we have Bloodborne. I could replay Bloodborne a million, a hundred times. I can uh, understand that. Even with that, like, what I'm going to do, though, is if I had, like, a little genie, I would do the little genie wish of saying that I could get trophies every time I restart a new profile. So, like, I could platinum it 100 million times to get satisfied. Uh, I'm going to do Dark Souls 2 because I've actually played through that game a couple times. Uh, and I have, I don't, I've never gotten sick of playing through the game itself, uh, just the trophy hunting uh, in it. I will be doing... Shovel Knight, because I have such a fun time playing through that game. And if you can get the Treasure Trove Edition, you get like four games in one, three games in one. You get Spectre Knight, um, Shovel Knight, and then Plague Knight. I think you can even do more now. Um, I have it on my PS4, but 
I can't remember what's all on there. So, uh, and I want to platinum that game next. I think that's going to be my next big platinum, Shovel Knight. Okay. I can so, see that for you. I yeah, mean, I could see you doing that for real. And in the same, is, it a, is it a challenging platinum? Um, you have to beat the game in an hour and a half. That's what Ooh. I've actually been trying to do. Okay, so, gotcha. Um, that's, and I love, love speedrun trophies like that. Uh, next game on the list in the same vein as Shovel Knight would be Super Metroid 2. That's another game I could play quite a lot. Um, fifth game, though. Guitar Hero 3. You know what? I'm not going to lie with you. <laughs> That's I'm good. not going to lie with you. Rhythm games have gone to hell. Yeah, they have. Guitar Hero 3 is the best Guitar Hero. It is. Hands down. Really and, is. and the reason is, is that Guitar Hero 3 is more of a game than any other Guitar Hero game. It has the best sound listing. It has the best soundtrack. It, dude, the mechanics, the idea behind having boss fights yeah. and the, the, the ability to... The Georgia boss, the, yeah. boss fight was amazing. Well, all of them. Being able to get little power-ups and you can like throw lefty flip on your opponent to mess them up real quick. Dude, that's a, I'm trying to think. That's who? such a good mechanic. Tom Morello Tom, was a yeah, boss. Yeah, I was going to say Tom Morello. I can't think of his last name. Uh, uh, and he played... Um, What's that Rage Against the Machine song that's in the game? Oh, yeah. Was it Bulls on Parade? Or was I it think, Killing uh, in the Name of? I think it's Wolf on Parade. I don't think it's Killing in the Name of. I could be uh, wrong. I but uh, the set list in that game was fantastic. Um, and my controller is going to be DualShock 4. Uh, hold on, though. Here's the issue. Nope. It's not an issue because I learned how to play Guitar Hero 3 using Xbox controller. controller. And I could play every song except Dragon Force on Expert on that controller. Okay, so you're, you said you'd play all these with an Xbox 360 controller? No, I, I have. No, but my, my, my controller was DualShock 4. Okay, DualShock 4. But yeah, I, I did learn how to play... Um, oh, don't get me wrong. I did Guitar Hero Unplugged on Vita. I mean, sorry, Rock Band Unplugged on uh, PSP. Whole thing was wrong. Yeah, I was uh, saying, you got two different. Anyway, things there. Rock Band. Yeah, it was similar, but not quite. Uh, but Rock Band unplugged on PSP. You, you obviously couldn't play it with a peripheral. I played the hell out of that with just the buttons. I loved it. Yeah, and like, um, I, I still, I, I don't remember why, but I still could probably easily pick up Guitar Hero Three all with a controller and play through it. Um, Honestly, I mean, don't be wrong. The guitar really sells the experience for me. It would still be fun without it, but yeah, I mean, I'm completely with you. Guitar, it's a weird, it's weird in the grand scheme of things, but I'm, I follow the the thought process of how actually fun that game was, and of course, it would also give if you're stuck on an island and for some reason you have all these games nowhere we talked about music. You get your music fixed, exactly, Bam. and um, and you 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 wouldn't go crazy because you would be just listening to video game soundtracks. I actually did have a hard time though because the OG Xbox 360 controller. It's a good controller, and I had a. It was between that and DualShock Four is my favorite controller of all time. Well, I, I was hoping you weren't going to say the the Duke, the OG Xbox controller. I, I, I can't I, even I believe did like that though. I can't even believe they're selling it again. I liked it back when I was like thirteen. My hands were small. Here, here's my here's my I had like Whopper hands. As a quick aside to this, Whopper hands. I'm, the new Duke that they're making, yeah. Does it have a better dead zone? Like, have they redesigned the analog sticks to have better dead zones? No are idea. they original? Like, are they still basing it around the original feel? That way, people will know exactly where the dead zone is. I for have people who played no, them. I, no idea. I never, being that young, I never that noticed. That seems the dead awful. Zone. That seems awful. But I will say, though, that the Switch, dude, I've gotten, like, we were playing Mario, Mario Odyssey. Mario. <laughs> Mario Odyssey. We were playing that last night, and I had it docked. For the longest time, I just had the two Joy Cons in my hands, and I was just like sitting there playing it like this. Like I had one arm by like my uh, by like my side, and the other arm just on my blanket, sitting there playing it. It's such a cool experience to play a game like that. Um, but yeah, so so those those were my five games: um, Bloodborne, Shovel Knight, Metroid or Super Metroid Two, uh, Guitar Hero Three, and uh, I'm I'm really surprised at the Super Metroid Two for some reason. I had a brain fart. Guitar, wait, what? 
Did I only list four? No, I listed five. Yeah, you listened. You listed five. Bloodborne, Super Metroid Two, Shovel Knight, Guitar Three. What did that what was that? I, roll the tape back. I don't remember what the fourth one was. Oh well. Oh well. <laughs> I don't know I, either. I, sub in Halo Two. I don't care. <laughs> like apparently, like that was a, another game I thought of because the skulls and stuff. Trying to find all the skulls in that game. And what was the other one? We got. I got so into that Guitar Hero Three. I did too. Oh, Dark Souls. Dark Souls Two. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, so Dark Souls 2 could be interchanged with Halo 2. Halo 2 had a lot of cool secrets, like Scarab Gun, Skulls, yeah. but this is a PlayStation podcast. And go ahead with yours, Brett. Okay, mine's a little weirder, I feel like, but I don't think it's that crazy because a lot of them are games I've ranted and raved on a million different ways. Saul's got a... Uh, My leg's itch. <laughs> he's got an itch in his leg and has to do a little stretching. Um, oh, Saul, show me your belly. <laughs> I was hoping you were just barely in frame, <laughs> but you're not. <laughs> All right, so Saul, not surprising the least. I think you know from me Terraria. So yeah, I see another one on there that's not surprising. Oh yeah, no, not not at all. So I kind of wanted to cheat with my second one, but I decided I wasn't. I wanted to cheat and just say the Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy because it is one game. That is a cheat. I would I would have said probably the um, uh, Rayman Collection if that was the case. Well, Rayman Two. The Great Escape? That's a great game. It is. That's a great it, game. On the Glades level. I can't I'm, I'm going to be real with you, too, everything. though. I'm going to be real with you. I do like the first Rayman. No, yeah. Rayman 1's a good game. But, but Rayman 2, The Great Escape, though. I'm going to break it all off real quick. Best Rayman game. Origins. Origins. I need to pick that up on Switch. Because I hear it's a good platformer. That's I Legends. The, I hear the... Huh? That's Legends. What's Origins? Origins is the, the first game in that style. It was Origins and then Legends. I did not like Legends. It leaned too far on trying to be rhythm platforming. Uh, which is fine, but it was never really that fun or that intuitive. Uh, I, I'm not even going to lie. I think that the cell phone games for Rayman uh, and that UB art style, um, like Jungle Run, was even better than Legends personally. But I know that that's a little bit of a minority group. A lot of people really thought Legends was great, but Origins is the best. I played it on Vita. I loved it to death. Art style is the same. It's a very beautiful game. But yeah, I mean, There's also a really good Rayman Game Boy Advance game. Like a really, really good uh, Rayman Game Boy Advance. No, I didn't, I didn't have, have a lot of money for Game, Game Boy Advance. They, and they have Rainbow, uh, Rainbow. They have Rayman: The Great Escape for DS. I knew it, we, it's we, bad we though. We had it. I like. I got bad because we played it on PC when I was young, and then we went to Walmart. And I remember seeing it. I, I didn't remember it was the same title though. We so we bought it, and my dad actually went up there to return it. And they're like, "We don't return unopened games." My dad's like, "No, you're gonna take these back, or we get them a new game." We got another game. I don't remember what game it was. It's interesting. All right, so yeah, I was going to cheat and do Crash Bandicoot, but you know, did not cheat and not uh, you know sell yourself short on this little list I'm making for you, Sherico. I'm going to say Crash Bandicoot 3. If I had to play all of it, I think Crash Bandicoot 3 is the best idea of all of the mechanics mixed together, mixed together as a series and introducing enough new ones. Uh, I think that there could be arguments said that other games in the series are maybe better, but I have a big nostalgia factor for uh, Crash Bandicoot 3. Even replaying it in the thing, I just loved it. That's I, how it was with Dark Souls game. 2, dude. Like, Dark Souls 2, I got Wisdom 2 pulled. Dark Souls 2 was there for me. It was I was playing through it, and I'm like, it's a comforting game. I got you. Okay, so as you can see, I'm kind of rolling through. Terraria is like my little bit of everything game because it's 2D. It's technically got platformers, technically got boss fights and all these things. But it could, so it's a little bit of like a 2D action game as well, uh, kind of like a Metroidvania in its own yeah. sense. Yeah, I, I liked sense. it a lot because of that. Um, Crash Bandicoot 3 is my legit platformer for me, like a, the straight up just a platformer. Um, and I, of course, I like 3D fixed camera platformers much more than I like open 3D world platformers. 
so to kind of go through, I needed variety. That was my thought process the whole time. I was like, what games would I want to play? Um, Near Automata, that should be no surprise to anyone. I've ranted and raved about that game a million times. The combat is extremely fun. It gives me all of the JRPG vibes I would ever need to actually stay, and actually does so in a less cliche manner. It's always just making fun of cliches, actually, and kind of flipping them on their heads. So I think Near Automata would be best, and I think that... The story is good enough to be a continued story. I can play again and again without any issues uh, since those, that's a more story-heavy game as well than something like Crash or Terraria. The Last of Us is on this list for similar reasons. I need a third-person shooter. Yeah. I need a action-adventure game like it kind of is to yeah, an extent. Story. And I need... That, that's that's the main reasons there over something like Uncharted. Uncharted has amazing stories, but The Last of Us is so touching. And I have such wrong memories of just beating that game and i was having a conversation with my buddy expectations were weird for me on that game because you know i'm not normally one to go for zombies zombies. yeah so i bought the game on day one regardless because i was like it's naughty dog i have to play it i'll have to just begrudgingly play it because i I just know that it's got to be good but i was like at least good i was like i I may not like it still because of the zombies but whatever and then i played it and i remember the opening scene alone made me be like oh man it's good this is, this I remember, is, you remember you made me sit down at your own house and play the opening scene. I was like, man, gotta play this game. That was way before I had PS3, though. Oh, man, it's rough. It's just, it, it set up the game so perfectly and then running through that game. I think the game's got a beautiful story. It's very fun. I think the combat's good. Being able to roll up through, if you had to kind of like keep playing this game over and over again, being able to ru- run up on the combat difficulty oh, yeah. would make it more fun and you can kind of iterate and challenge yourself, and, and that's what would make make it be fun. And survival difficulty sounds just like that because you ammo, yeah, crafting stuff. It's all hard to find. You have to like actually go stealth mode with shanks, and even that becomes a problem of getting later in the game. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then for my first person shooter mix, this one was a little bit of a hard decision, but I'm gonna roll with Resistance Three, and I have to go. I'm gonna stick to my guns there. I love Resistance Three. It is probably my first, my favorite first person shooter of all time. There's a lot of good ones. Killzone 3 is a good contender. Oddly enough, I still think Infinite Warfare is a good contender. It's just a good feeling game, and it's got a good story. So again, all these, the through line through all the ones that have stories is that they're, or that are story driven to any kind of extent is that they have good stories. Um, that's my five. That's Terraria, Crash Bandicoot 3, Nier Automata, The Last of Us, and Resistance 3. Honorable mention has to be Diablo 3. I've played that game yeah. a ridiculous amount of time, and it's still fun. Um, by the way, I meant Metroid 2. Okay. Return of Samus. Okay. Super Metroid 2, I don't think exists. The, I, but I when you said it? I said Super Metroid 2 because like, I thought of this list throughout the... I remember playing Metroid 2, Return of Samus, on my Game Boy. Yeah, I, I follow on that one. When you and said Super I Metroid, like, I honestly was like, is that because I haven't played every Metroid Prime game yeah. or every Metroid game. I don't. Super Metroid is something we had. I think Seth actually has at uh, his house. Yeah, like, Super Metroid our, was original the original Super Nintendo, Nintendo Metroid. Yeah. yeah, and I remember I said it, I'm like, wait... I'm like, the super part means Super Nintendo. I'll play this on a Game Boy. I don't think this was on a Super Nintendo. So I had to Google it real quick. But yeah, the 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 first handheld, I'm pretty sure, of Metroid. Okay. Because Fusion was good. Fusions was good on Game Boy Zero, Advance. Yeah. Um, meh. Metroid Prime Hunters on DS was actually that fun. was really good. Yeah, but actually the loved. Metroid Prime series is a really good Metro sub thing, so... Yeah, Diablo 3 I've played just a ton of. Now, don't be wrong. It's It didn't make the list because that game is at its best when you're playing with other people. Yeah. And if we're presumably stuck on an island by I ourselves. I played it all by myself. Oh, I, yeah, I have. I have. I'm just, I would prefer that to be a game I'd have somebody on the island to play with me. But yeah. whatever. All right. Well, I guess that means moving on to the main topic, Mr. Sir. And that main topic. What was your best of show at PGW? 
Okay, that's, how, that's that how we're going to start big it. Question. That's how we're going to start it. That was your. That was that was the big question. You're going to be extremely surprised. Nope, because I bet it's mine. Unless you say Erica. <laughs> no. Well, it's Monster Hunter, wasn't it? No, but oh, that's mine. <laughs> but but Monster Hunter has consistently impressed me it is, it over has. and over. I don't know if you remember when they first announced. It, I was like, it's a. I was like proud of Sony. I like. That's a big move for them to get this on their their thing. What the game is going for is a big move, but yeah. I'm like, the game has been the same game over and over and over for almost ten years. They just keep releasing on the same technology, it's gonna same be basic foundation, something grindy. Them them blowing them blowing this game up. Though. Big bosses with friends. Yeah, I'm it's with you. Amazing. I'm with you. But this game has only continued to success to impress me because it's showing how different it's going to be than the other ones, but still retaining the series DNA. And you could be alloy. Dude, just kind of cool. That was a good move because I was like, of all of the things that PlayStation can get exclusive in there, that would make sense. That would that would make the most. That's it. That's it. Because like, see, the new Monster Hunter stories for 3DS that has, it, it might not be that Monster Hunter game, but I know for a fact there is a Monster Hunter game with the Zelda uh, crossover, and it makes not a whole lot of sense, but it's kind of cool to see. Yeah, yeah, um, I could see it. Alloy looks perfect in that game. Like, I'm not gonna lie, just that's not even Alloy. I don't think. I think that was a custom character that made look like Alloy, right? No, I don't know. You can play as Aloy. Okay, I keep saying Aloy. You know what I mean, Aloy. I know. I did the same thing with the longest, but no, you can. It's just the, the, the there's so many metals in that world. Alloy makes the most sense. Uh, but in general, yeah, I mean, I think that that was a good move on their part. Uh, my game of show, surprisingly enough, as you're talking about Detroit, Detroit. Yeah, no, I'm not watching that. Uh, but here's the, here's the reasoning why. DJ, they they do not need to show a single thing past this. No, they didn't even need to show this. Come but you on. didn't watch it. You don't even know. No, no I, it had it had Kara in it, and I know just and they the thumbnail. It, so all they've shown of the game, really think about this. All they've shown of the game is one demo per character. That's it. Yeah, and I just I, I want to go in just. They've shown one of Marcus, one of the uh, back when video games had like two commercials. Not like four. <laughs> but look, one one playthrough of Connor. Connor, Marcus, one, Kara, one, one and, thing uh, of Connor, and then one thing of Kara. That's it. There's only three playable characters. Yeah, you're right. And it, it, There's been four gameplay as long shown, as, though, right? And no, they've announced the game, but it didn't have any gameplay. It was just a general announcement. Then Connor was the first time they got to see the game in action. And then you saw Marcus at E3, and then, then this, this at Paris Games Kara. Week was, yeah, was Kara. Okay. And I think that's it. They they don't need to push past this, and I don't. And again, they show it because they have to give. One of their biggest pushes on this is to get completely rid of the illusion of choice. Their thing is that they wanted every decision that you make to be so fluid, to be so fluid and so legitimately changing to the game that the game adapts to it. Instead of how some games used to do it, where you get to choose things, but it ultimately comes back around to the same ultimatum, like the ending still it's, doesn't it's all, change. Yeah, it's like Mass Effect Three, where no matter what your change is worth throughout the entire series, it leads up to the same ending. So with that being said, they wanted to be like, okay, how do we make sure that this game gets rid of the illusion of choice and really has it to where every time you make a decision, it actually affects the game? Right, and it's going to be so. That's why they're showing all these things of how many times they're going to break down. That's important because they've got to get that message across. Beyond was not near the hit they wanted it to be. It wasn't as highly regarded as Heavy Rain was. They're obviously leaning back towards Heavy Rain, but trying to iterate on it in a way that's more impressive. Definitely after something like Until Dawn comes out with the butterfly system, you know, the butterfly effect system, Yeah, they know that they have to push, and I think that they're, they're doing everything they legitimately can to do it. Um, to make it the best 
Uh, and, and I think that as long as they don't show anything else. Now, uh, a one of the demos we've already seen on the PSX floor to where I could just experience it myself, sure. I don't want to see this game in the PSX conference teaser unless it's a release date. And no gameplay, just a quick go through and go Detroit. Be super cool if it was like, if it was super fast motion of like the first three trailers to combine. Like, doom, doom, Detroit. doom. Yeah, yeah and, and it was like Detroit, March 2018 like or whatever. Long, yeah. yeah, that's when all it, I want. That's all I want. If that comes out in March, it may get very well overshadowed by Shadow, though. Just overshadowed. Just just saying. By Shadow? February. Oh, uh, February. Of, of, eh, we'll see. Overshadowed. We'll see. <laughs> all right, so going back into the main topic, now that we've talked about what our games or shows were, and I knew I was, you were talking crap on Detroit, but Detroit just I impressed me. I wasn't talking crap on Detroit. I'm not, you weren't talking crap. No, you were just saying that and you're, you're tired of seeing pun, it. And you're talking crap on me. Yeah, overshadowed. overshadowed. Yeah, no. I'll continue to give it to you if you want. No, I'll just let you ignore it because if you ignore puns, more will come. <laughs> but anyways, um, what was your least favorite thing at show? Well, before we get into all that, what I want to kind of break into is in general, PG. Yeah, I mean PGW is just a continued example of how Sony have been rolling through these press conferences and how they've kind of hit what I would like to call. What are you trying to do? Scroll? Oh, I guess I just touched the screen. Yeah. But regardless, um, with everything that's been going on year after year after year, I don't think you've seen, like we've talked about, you haven't seen a bad E3. Conference of any kind from Sony lately. From Sony in, in the last, I think since 2015 or 2014. No, 2014 was. No, 2013 was a big one because that's when they dropped the mic, you know? That was their, not really dropped the mic, but that was their drop the mic moment of like, oh yeah, and you could share your games. Or it, it plays used games. That was 2012. No, that was 2013. That was E3 2013. That so was 2015 Fallout. Yes. So 2014 was... I thought that was 2014. No, no. 2013 was that because it was, it was before the console came out. The console got revealed. That's right. Okay, yeah. In, so, in 2013 February, and it got shown as a physical box at E3 2013, and then they came out and said, here's what it is, here's how much it's going to cost. And that was 2014. And... By the way, it can play used games, and so, people yeah. lost their mind. So yeah, pretty much every conference that Sony has had has been good. Has had a big hitter somewhere, with, some way. Yeah, and with the twenty thirteen was year, also the P, the E three that Sony had Final Fantasy fifteen re reveal and Final, uh, Kingdom Hearts three yeah. re reveal. Because see, last year was the most underwhelming, but bad. It was the bad. Well, you mean the, the last E three twenty seventeen's E three? Yeah, yeah. It was. It was. I don't want to say predictable, but it was cautious and safe, and showed things that they've already started. It just was like, here's all the stuff we have coming soon. We're going to go in-depth. Right. So it makes me wonder how much they're actually going to wait to save to show it. Definitely with all the stuff they did at PGW, what they're going to show at PSX. But that comes to the grander scheme of things. I think you've seen them kind of rotate their way around as PSXs continue to grow in popularity. And it's like their big go-to thing now. It's also where the fans are expected to see things. So they're yeah. more worried about, this is for the fans. Press, co- Yeah, press is always going to be involved in any press conference we do. But E3 is very much so about stockholders. and people. You have to, you're showing things to people. It's like much more media-oriented. This is showing things to get people re- like invested in your company. But PSX is more important to them because they're cutting through to their major crowd more. And as PSX continues to grow and eclipse E3, we're going to see Sony do exactly what they did this year again, I think, and they're going to play it safe and show more on big name games that are, are that have already been announced but haven't been shown too terribly much. They're going to show more into them and why you would want to buy them because that's what it's more about is getting you know stockholders and people and just get, kind of making people 
confident in you as a company. So that's like, hey, do that, bam. Hey, here's all these. These are what we've already talked about, but here's them in full, like in depth. This is what we're going to show. And then they're going to leave things like Paris Games Week to dive a little bit more in and announce a few things. And the PSX is going to be their big hitter. Right. And see, I'm, I'm curious. God of War hasn't got a definitive release date, has it? No, early 2018. Yeah, so... And the fact, and this is what I'm saying. going to be a repeat of this year with everything. Yes, it is. But think about this. He said, he said Shadow, remember Shadow? It didn't say early 2018. It just said 2018 at the end of the trailer for PGW. I thought Shadow said February. It didn't have a date. That February thing came afterwards. That was no, I fr- still thought it said February 2018 in it. Did it not? I didn't think it did. Okay, I might be wrong, but I, maybe I read the article. You, to be honest, you, I could be wrong, too, but I was watching it live, and I was rolling I, through I, it. See, everything said 2018, so I'm I like, couldn't watch it live. They're being careful about putting dates on everything. We already know that. They, they are more worried about doing what they've done in the past at conferences, surprisingly enough, getting dates to games that are huge, like Uncharted, and then having to push these games back. They gave a date to Horizon, had to push it back. They're trying their best to keep from doing that. What's the best way to do that? Put the date on the game as close to it coming out as you possibly can. Yeah, that makes sense. Now, the other way to be able to... Don't do what Final Fantasy XV did, where it's like, it had November on the clock, then rolled back to September, and then only to delay it again back to November like three weeks later. Yeah, that's so dumb. But What a waste. I'm sure in their mind, they thought (laughs) they were amazing right there. They were like, dude, we're going to make everybody like lose their mind. We're going to put November, and people are going to be like, okay, cool. And then we're going to be like, wah, wah, wah. But see, again, expectations are everything. Sony is setting themselves up for their conferences to be more about setting correct expectations, but also hyping you up with games that you're obviously going to be excited for yeah i'm so glad that we didn't see anything from days gone that paris games week that was important to me that means we'll i don't want to see fully see gameplay and release date yeah i I don't want to see pgx psx psx yeah i don't want to see anything to do with days gone until they show it with a release date that's how i exactly feel about detroit (laughs) i mean mean, i'm super excited for detroit i just want a release date and i'm i I don't want to (laughs) keep not spoiling myself but i don't want to keep myself in the situation, I want to go in more blind than what I currently am. So we've talked about it, but what I want to do real quick is go to the email that somewhat sp- uh, spurred this conversation on top of the fact that Paris Games Week happened. And, of course, we want to reflect on what's happened at Paris Games Week. But Mr. Steve Bito emailed us with some topic suggestions. And right here, he gave us this idea for this topic loosely, and then we just kind of lumped in Paris Games Week. So what is it is topic uh, is is conferences slash cons has sony found a sweet spot for how to roll out news and huge reveals from major conferences like e3 and psx all the way down to the ps blog sony's marketing machine uh targeting their biggest fans is a well a well-oiled machine nothing's perfect though where can they do better so this is where i want to get into it i knew he said the where can they do better they have done consistently well they have done better than they than they have made E three more fun than it used to be. Yeah, way more fun. I, was, I don't think any other company, Nintendo or Microsoft, is is on their level. No, not close yet. To. I will say Microsoft have gotten better and better and better. Yeah, the no, reason the reason Sony got better is by stopping talking so much and letting the games do their work. And we still saw Microsoft talk too much this I year. I think though, for me, and Microsoft, nine eleven, nine eleven, nine eleven. Too many Porsches on stage for this to be a video game conference. But it felt so reminiscent of the Xbox One reveal. It did. And what Sony does well is they need a really good hype man to be on stage at the same time. Um, I cannot think of his name. The guy who did the crash. He was there for Crash. He was there. He was there for that entire E3. Who did Crash? Um, it was during. It was during 2016's E3. 
when he came out and mentioned that? Was it Adam Boys? Because Adam Boys is gone, but... No, it's not Adam Boys, I don't think. Uh, let me do a Google search. Are you search. talking about Sean Layden? The yeah, company yeah. Who ke- the, the, yeah, the president. Yeah, Sean Layden needs to be out there every E3. Yeah, he's going is, to be for the most part, I think. Because uh, um, he was out there... Um, Okay, I got you. So, but here's the thing. Sure this is I will say for what Sean Layden is to PlayStation, yep. it's very similar to what uh, what's the head of Xbox, Phil Spencer. But, yeah. He's very similar to what Phil Spencer is. He's so somebody much more of a likable person than Phil Spencer is, though. That's and, and to be fair, Phil Spencer is so much more likable than any Xbox no, yeah, exec before true. him. Phil Spencer is not a bad guy. By Phil any Spencer means. has a little bit of this thing on his face where I'm like, it seems like you're trying to sell me something. No, he's too smug with the things he does. Because right now they are by far the underdog. They have to get up above PlayStation, their business. That's their goal. They're too smug in what they do because they're not getting there yet. Even though Xbox One X is in a good direction to get there because it is more powerful than the PS4 Pro. Because it actually can do 4K textures, supposedly. We'll find out how true that is. Not all games are 4K. Yeah, I'll say even 1440p textures. But he's too smug about the way he presents things because what he he thinks that his games smell better than everybody else's when in reality you have a car sitting on stage in a video game conference I do not care about your car even Forza fans probably did not care that much about the car they care about Forza gameplay not the car they did not see, care about seeing that car for the first time they cared about gameplay of cars yeah because I'm wrong has never done anything like that as a quick aside Anytime the Gran Turismo gets shown and it's on a show floor, there's cars around the Gran Turismo booth. Yeah, oh yeah, but that, and makes, that makes sense because <laughs> you can walk up to them, see them, look inside them, take pictures of them. You have a car sitting on stage that you're never going to get. And to they, see. And it made more sense because all of the booths they had set up were for uh, were for steering wheels. You know, and so it's did, like, hey, here we are. We're set up with steering wheels. They did a th- that was the first time that has ever been revealed as a car. It's like this is a video game con- conference. You're doing a car reveal here? It's like, come on, no. This is this is not. It was long. weird, but it, still, it comes down to focus. Yeah, focus on games, and the problem that Microsoft's been having is not focusing on games enough. Now, of course, I'm surprised Microsoft is up there. What the games are getting, their variety is better than it's ever been. Uh, the fact that they got Cuphead, Cuphead on every level looks like something that a couple years back Sony would have shepherded up. Oh yeah, and then we see Microsoft. And it's certainly right a good a, move a on them. Quality of that. Sony good move on them. Would defend uh, their their little pirate game they're coming out with. Uh, uh, sea of Thieves. It looks sick. That looks like a great. Again, it, does. it doesn't necessarily mean that I'm going to like it. The last thing they showed from it would look better. Where it was like, okay, it's not just sailing around. There's goals. Yeah, uh, but still, good change of pace for them. So we're seeing them try and get into the variety that Sony has. But in the grand scheme of things, if we want to talk about what Sony can do better, Sony have gotten the focus. On the games, they've focused on making Sean Layden be likable, making He's very him likeable. making him be very fun, and then Shuhei Yoshida or Shuhei Shuhei, Shuhei. Yoshida is another thing where he. He's a cult. Like people who are part of the fan base and are really into it, they love him because he comes out and he's just so genuine and nice. The second he's gone from Sony, there is going to be a parody account of Shuhei that's going to ra- like you. Like Kaz's, uh, Kaz, yeah. uh, oh Kaz's my gosh, dude, that, he's, he's been on fire lately. <laughs> he's so funny to like see every now and then. It's not something I can look at all the time, but when he pops up randomly and you see it, it, it makes me laugh, yeah, without fail. But Sony has been doing such a good job with their conferences that. To make them better, what they should do... That's what I was going to say. Where, I want to start with you, because I have actually a complaint. But what, Okay, so it, it's not necessarily a fault of Sony, but maybe a fault of the developers that give them the content to show. To Instead of making your game relevant again, so games like Detroit, they have these character trailers and stuff 
And they do a good job of keeping that name in people's minds. Uh, they, Which I do think is the goal. The wait, more you right. can make people think of Detroit and the more you can make people think. Spider-Man does it on its own, to be honest. Because it's Spider-Man. Uh, yeah. But the more you can show Days Gone, the more you can show First Party, definitely new IP First Party. Yeah. Uh, so, and to, to be fair, Detroit's second party. But well, yeah. you know where I'm going with it. It's The more they can do that, the more they can keep that rolling. The more it attracts them to, to the game when it comes out. Yeah. My whole thing is, is that you can do that without having to show too much of the game. And what they may consider doing is that in big conferences in which you can't have any new information for a game, which obviously this doesn't apply for Detroit, but um, if you can't have any new information, like a release date or anything like that, maybe just have a clip like I was talking about of like a super sped up thing. So instead of maybe showing this Kara thing at PGW, they could have had that super uh, thing and said, Detroit will be at PG or uh, PSX. And then I guess the end, you could have. I guess you could have. And then that way, people they're like, "Oh yeah, I forgot about Detroit." And they're like, "Now I'm." And then at, P, at PSX, when it's inevitably shown again, because it will be at PSX, and probably with a release date at this time. Yeah, exactly. But instead of showing Kara's thing here, they could have saved that up for uh, PSX and then and slapped then, a release date on and it. It would have been a much more epic uh, trailer. I feel. Because then you would have gotten a new character with a release date. It would have been. It would have, they would have blown the entire load. It, it really would. Of, and the thing is, is that you haven't even watched the video. No, I'm sure it does a it, good dude, job is, of hyping you up. To me, I just don't want to see it. <laughs> it it see is it. the strongest trailer they've put out. And I thought the Connor one no, was Connor really good. Yeah, Marcus but dude, was even good too. This is but, super strong. Yeah. I mean, I was I'm just I've seen so the much. The first of the words game. out of my mouth when it ended was Fuck Detroit looks so good. <laughs> that was like, like I couldn't even keep myself from saying it. I was sitting in my car and I had it on my phone and I was like Huh? <laughs> yeah, like I'm super. I was like, man, I can't believe it. I'm excited. I just don't want to keep. I, I want to keep myself more blindly on the game. I want to at least go into the game with a character I'm not familiar with, like Kara. She's the one that they used the tech demos with the original. Uh, so you have with. more time, but then again, you don't know how much of that matches into the story of this. But yeah, you at least I have you that, feel well, you feel being, more about her. Well, my, my thought Marcus process, is who they've shown the least on. Exactly. My thought process though is that Kara they've shown the most of. Aside from this, you've seen her in the in the, the not a little. Tank He's been though, in every trailer, in trailer at some point. Yeah. yeah. So this is the main trailer I want to skip out on because I'm gonna have a feeling she's gonna be a big, big, big uh, plot or a star in the plot. You don't want to see Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> We're gonna get crucified. I know. By her. Um, I know. But anyways, other than that, like because it's not fluff at that point. I think it'd be super cool. It's it's a little. It, it could get you hyped up. Have a good orchestra soundtrack for these kind of things. Have like ten seconds, twelve seconds, and just show like a um, a really super fast clip of everything you've shown so far, and saying that so and so will be here. The only thing about that that I can see being a negative is it makes that make the people watching feel like they all of a sudden have no reason to go to E3 because it's like if this is shown there, why was the purpose of me being here? Pacing is everything too. That yeah, I think that there. I think what you could, what you're saying could work if they do like here's a big God of War, real big gameplay reveal that they did at E3. All right, and then instead of showing Detroit at E3, which I think that they were smart to do, but let's just, we're rolling through the idea process of what you're doing. Or okay, okay, actually, let's just do it here. This is the first time that we've actually seen gameplay outside of the initial God of War reveal. At PGW, I think that was smart. We haven't seen too much of God of War. So, show God of War, PGW, right? And then, in between, show a small bit of something and go see more at PSX. Yeah. And then, roll back over in-depth to the next game. Yeah. Whatever it be. Uh, Spider-Man. Spider-Man. So, Spider-Man. Bam. Show in-depth to Spider-Man. 
small Detroit. Show a little bit of it, like flip through it, maybe even put a couple of new scenes in that quick flat by where you were like, wait, what? Yes. Yeah, so and then, then go see more at we'll PSX. Yeah. I, I think, think that it's possible work. that that could work, but it will start to, I, I think there is a chance of E3 or any conference is always going to be considered strongest when they've shown as much of their cards as possible. The moment they yeah. do that, they're going to be like, well, they wasted time by showing something that they're going to show at a later conference. You mean like a car? <laughs> like again, a, talking about a car for for like telling them about the car that nobody in the audience is going to buy because they're all gamers like us that can't afford anything. Quick aside, the other problem I had with the, the Xbox One X reveal at E3 was they would not stop saying this thing is a monster. I was like, stop! Uh, you, yeah. And they were saying it like really cringy. I was Wasn't like, just it? stop. Was, I, I know it's not Xbox's fault, but it was shown at the Xbox E3 conference. With, it was uh, the very beginning. Well, no, I'm talking about the um, what's the big, really, really cool looking game? Or what Xbox One X? It's, it's a multiplat. It's made by Bioware. Oh, Anthem, Anthem, yeah. The, the voiceovers for that <laughs> needs to stop. <laughs> They're like, "Oh my gosh, I can fly! This is super cool. Are you flying? Whoa, dude, me too!" I'm like, "No." Stop. Just like, don't do that at Actually, all. you know, it's funny. Just don't commentate over And I get like the reason why they did it for Sea of Thieves. I felt similar about Sea of Thieves. But this isn't a retrospective on Xbox's conference. So I guess oh, we yeah. get to back up on that. They're actually showing the bad things that Sony should never do. <laughs> and Sony's done it before. They have. They have. I'm like, not going to lie. As much as I love, and I mean, and that's a weird thing to say for some people, but as much as I love PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale, the way they showed it before it released at E3 was it. too much. It and was they, cool that they showed that you could play, that some of them, some of the people on stage were holding Vita, some of them were holding PlayStation. And uh, GameStop for that game that were really cringy too. I've, I've really probably, probably. <laughs> to be fair, a lot of the Smash controllers are, uh, commercials are real cringy. I think it's the nature of trying to yeah. shove all these together. But still, my number one complaint, and I mean, do you have any more that are like obvious to you? That's really my main one. I'm really just you tired feel like of, they show every game too much. I'm, so yeah, if they I'm, can I'm, find a bigger balance of of ro- maybe even rotating games out to where yeah, here, at this conference you see God of War, Days Gone, and Spider Man. At this conference you see Detroit. You see, the fact is, is that we saw Detroit E3 and then we saw it again at. Even though PGW is a lot different, we did see a lot of what we saw at E3 at, I like at PGW. PGW more than E3 this year though. We got Ghost Actually, of Tsushima, which I'm gonna, looks fantastic. It does. And you know what I'm weirdly super excited for? That Onrush game that's made by X Evolution people. It looks, dude, when it was coming on, it's the little, it's like a racer thing set up in the outside world and you can ram people. You Again, you didn't watch it live, so you may not have looked at it. Uh, yeah, I try to look it's at from, every It's from X Evolution Studios. That entire, everybody who was in Evolution, or for the most part, got bought out by um, Codemasters. The, and, you know, because Codemasters does a lot of racing games. Yeah. They're making a new multiplayer racing game called on rust. It looks like everything I loved about MotorStorm, And I've been wanting a new motor storm forever. Motor storm was really good on PS3. It looks amazing. It looks like they're trying to just evolve MotorStorm again, yeah. but with a, in a new franchise and see that that's where I think the little things here got me more, uh, that surprisingly enough, I actually think that concrete genie looked really interesting. Yeah. Again, I want to see how well it actually plays out, but as far as interesting and, whimsical and kind of making you be like that's cool that's cool yeah that's so interesting what a small cool thing to show it's something that is um to me just magical in a weird way yeah like when you said whimsical i'm like yeah i thought magical when i first saw it i'm like that makes sense like that's a those are those are two phrases that make just sense together for that game yeah it looks really cool so i think that if anything 
maybe the goal for the conferences needs to be exactly what they've done. Maybe they need to let E3 be the big hitters, and then they need to let the smaller ones be have, have a little more of this indie stuff. But my number one concern is that while they showed it, and I think games like Concrete Genie have a higher chance of being a little uh, casual-friendly, the only complaint I have specifically right now is that we hear Sony tell you know everybody and tell their people about we want to start flipping our marketing over we want to start pushing more towards casual gamers we want to have stuff to show casual gamers and what have they done knack 2 doesn't even get shown in e3 makes sense it got shown in the pre-show which but how many crazy, people talk yeah. about the pre-show how many people watch the pre-show and in my opinion like which i guess the argument can be made what casual gamer even watches conferences maybe and maybe something else that could would be cool is that i don't watch the pre-shows typically Last year we were, this past year we were running, making mad dashes to Walmart to get equipment for the. And live we still stream. caught a lot of the pre-show. Uh, yeah, yeah, and it, what made me think of it was that Nino Cooney Two was in the pre-show. Yeah, that game to me deserved a bigger spot, and it'd be cool that if at the end of the conference they had a flashback to the pre-show. Because let me tell you, I know people don't watch the pre-show often from home. Like it's a great thing to have there, and when they have the chance, they can. But some people like us, we were in a mad dash, we missed it. So we would have to go back online and watch it. But it'd be cool that if at the end there was like a three to four minute trailer that showed clips of everything at the pre-show. Um, and people have done that in the past. I just can't think of who did. Like, I, I can't think of a good example. I can see that. But pre-show announcements make sense to get things that are smaller out of the way. But I think that they're not putting... Okay, if you put a game outside of the pre-show, if you put a game in the main conference... Right, it's automatically going to be considered. Everyone's going to view it as a bigger deal to you. It's going to get a little bit more press coverage. It's going to be like Sony showed this. This is big for them supposedly. It's so big that they gave it a spot in the main conference. If Nat Two, their big game that they obviously made to be casual friendly, would have been in the conference and it got a lot of more things. Again, you're getting stronger. I'm trying to think of the wording to use, but you're getting a stronger reinforcement. Uh, like, it was almost like an advertisement, like, like well, yeah, but a stronger reinforcement of their promise to add to swing their marketing plans more towards casual. You got to start showing oh, these okay, games yeah, in a light to where they're going to get more coverage. They're going to get more things because people who are casual gamers and keep lightly up with gaming have a higher chance of seeing Knack Two if it got shown in the main press conference and then it's a breakdown of that and they see Knack Two's been shown. Then if they if it's a weird pre-show thing where someone makes a couple articles and goes, hey. Here's here's Knack Two, you know what I mean? It's a it's a weird thing. I just I, I just wish shout out to these smaller entries. I wish they had shown more of it. Yeah, that's all it comes down to. I mean, I think Sony's always done a pretty good job at showing niche games during the thing, like spending as much time as they have on Shadow of the Colossus. Shadow of the Colossus is probably one of the biggest niche games, but it's still a niche game. It's I would tell you right now that um, Shadow of the Colossus is going to sell millions. So many people, the word you know of how many, but you know how many game, people I know who are saying they're not going to buy it again because they just don't see the point because the game still looks and plays fine on PS3 and still looks oh, and plays fine on PS2. I'm sure, I'm sure it will, but I'm just saying that the word of mouth of that game of how good it is has gotten around to people that I would have never imagined have heard about it. That's true, and it's That's crazy true. because it's like just a simple game from PS2 that was grainy, that was kind of clunky, had this weird stamina bar, was so good that people back then did not hear of it, but now they're like, I got to play it. It's almost like Ocarina of Time when it came back out on 3D. Everybody yes. started buying Everybody it because they'd heard it. so much and, about it. And with Pokemon Moon and Sun, everybody was playing Pokemon Go that they got it. And it was just like, they were like, this is a Pokemon now. And I think that that's one of these weird, it's not necessarily a marketing phenomenon, but it's this weird. No, it's a word of mouth phenomenon. Yeah, it really it's is. It's just this weird. Uh, and I mean, the word of mouth now technically extends to the internet. internet yeah. But I mean, you know, it's still the basic premises it's of a, it's a other great, people talk about it enough to make you feel like there's something that you may be missing. It's a great thing, though, because it helps out all these titles that deserve 
the the love they need because in the end, if they spent all this money in the shadow and then it didn't make anything back, then that'd just be a sad, just a whole sad ordeal all around. Yeah, I could see that. But I, I mean, as much as I say that they didn't give enough time to casual, at least they gave Playlink a square slot in in the pro in the. Um, conference. Right. They gave VR its slot in the conference, which I think is extremely important. They're showing that they're they're you know they're still focused on it. They're they're, they they're dedicated forgotten. to these markets. Yeah, they're dedicated they to PlayLink. PlayLink is new, so they really needed to show as much as they can about PlayLink. And I think that the way they're doing it, definitely with a game uh, developer like Supermassive coming out with something like Hidden Agenda on there, that's the right kind of games I, to I go. Think, I think Erica has a chance because people are off, people are, again the fact that it's live recorded. I know it looks weird because. Us as gamers, we think back to old FMV movie games that are super that. weird. I think back to that weird game that came out not too long ago. Uh, that one that was like the woman a- answering questions or whatever. It got Game of the Year or something somewhere. Wow. Um, and then, or which uh, one are you talking about? The woman answering questions? No, it was it was a show that you played along with the TV show, and then the the, the game in game cutscenes were the TV show like characters and actors acting out the in game cutscenes that were not in the TV show. And I want to say it was for a sci-fi movie or show. And I know that there was a game Quantum Logan. Break? No. That yes, was, yes, I was actually. Quantum Break wasn't TV. It came with the thing. It was like a package. You, so you weren't watching on there. Uh, and the people I thought that was were, an actual TV show, though. Wasn't it not? I mean, it, it was, but it was intrinsically tied to the game. It was done well. Was it? Hmm? <laughs> when you played it on PC. I know you were having performance issues. And At stuff, first, but they but, yeah. but they remedied themselves. Oh, did they? Yeah, okay. that's what I'm saying. I never saying. saw it after that. That, that was an issue. That looked terrible. Yeah, that was an what issue. I saw. Um, no, but there is a sci-fi game I'm thinking of that is an MMO, or maybe not an MMO, but like a major online There have been other ones. that It was an MMO, and it was called... Throw the Sea, didn't it? No, I can't remember what it was called. It was a late PS3 game. Yeah, I think you're. I think you're right. It was. It was, and it was. When you say sci-fi, the channel sci-fi actually put it out, uh, and I I can't remember the name of it, but it was a. It was not very well done. But I mean, that's a little bit of a different. The thing about Erica is that people who are casual gamers, like we're talking about, when they look at it and you can see it's film, and you're just making decisions. Again, the barrier of it looking like a video game is easier to scare people off who don't play video games. Well, yeah, and my thing is, is that that's what it just harkens to back in my mind. And I get that there's a lot of negative things that come back to where you're like, ugh, that wasn't very well done. You know, like there's a game back on PS1 called Fox Run that was actually kind of cool, but it was weird. You know, and it was an FMV thing where you make a decision and then it changes the scene to go, oh, I'm gonna get the pizza out of my couch or something weird. I don't remember Fox Run very well, uh, but it was an interesting game nonetheless. That name sounds all too familiar to me, which is weird because I would have never have played that game. Yeah, it's a PS One game. I may, I think I've shown it to you at some point because uh, it was just so technologically speaking, it was really interesting to be a PS One game. Um, but well, you know that there was a really good PS One game that was a bike racing game, like not a dirt bike game, but like a mountain bike racing game that was super fun. And I don't know what game that is. I don't know what that has to do but with anything, it, but. Well, you're just talking about that. I'm like, that's maybe what I'm thinking of is because I played that game at my cousin's house. I'm like, maybe that's what I'm thinking back to that we played that somehow. Okay. Well, yeah, but I mean, PlayLink, going back to my main point, PlayLink is exactly the kind of casual thing that they needed to spend more time on, and they need to show why PlayLink has a chance at being a cool thing. Of course, the idea of letting your phone be your controller and how that's more natural to everyone these days than having a controller is for literally everyone because pretty much everybody uses a cell phone. And yeah. even cheap cell phones have touchscreens. So you, yeah, like you get, even cricket phones have touchscreens now, which is nuts. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, you know, it's it's one of those things. But 
that's there. So the barrier of of feeling like you have the ability to play the game because of the controller is there gone. Is, yeah, the, is the barrier of it looking like a video game is gone. So games like even Hidden Agenda looks more photorealistic. So I think you have to get into this weird area between where it's either got to look super cartoony and family friendly, friendly to where it kind of lets your guard down, or it's got to look real so that you feel like okay, I'm just kind of playing a movie. Defiance is the Defiance. game I was talking about. That's what it was yeah. called. It's really bad. Um, but it, it's going to be this weird kind of thing too. That later on in the in in the next couple of years is that games are going to get so realistic that we'll be watching live action almost. Yeah, but I mean, you're going to get diminishing returns quicker than it, it's going to be a weird thing. It's going to be a very that, big thing. I don't want it to be too real looking. <laughs> oh no, you're still going to see games get artistic because you're part good. part of why Breath of the Wild was considered so, and technically the game's not very pretty. In terms of, if it's you actually not. look at the character models, it's but it's the art style that makes yeah. it look poppy. It's really, yeah, it's very so, vivid. Yeah, it's a weird thing, but I mean, I don't know. You have any other like general things about either PGW or I mean, the way Sony's been handling conferences? I just want to see them follow through with even more because obviously we've seen we talked about it uh, with The Last of Us but I don't know if you saw Detroit got issues too from its trailer because its trailer depicts domestic violence. And and technically, it was technically child abuse, and technically, in a sense, the, the guy kills his wife. You could tell he did it. Like you don't, like he doesn't say it, but you can tell he did. Um, and then he goes through, and and in one of the roll throughs, he can kill his little girl. But Dude. it's all super wrapped up in violence. So it's two games that are wrapped up in violence. And while the adult nature is good, and I love adult features and adult games, you know, I'm a big fan of. Part of why I like Near and all the Dragon Guard games is they're very adult driven. They are nor they are subjects that are not normally touched on in video games or even movies because they're a little too dark. I like them going that way. I gotta really kind of stop myself from getting super offensive because people like that are not my friend. I'm with you, I and and you know why choice? That's gonna, no. because the same people who want choice of like, oh, it's like, well, look, do you think that this thing is being too uh, violent to women? Okay, it's a video game. You don't buy it. Exactly. There's a rating system for a reason. The same people who said, oh, that Last of Us trailer looks too violent. Guarantee you, there are people who said that that have watched Game of Thrones and liked it. Yeah. And it's just dish- it's just different with video games, and it's like this is why that. You know, it kind of goes back to like when 10 years ago, you used to be looked at as like a nerd and like you were an outcast playing video games. And now and it's kind of shunned. Now it's like norm. the social norm. Yeah. And then now people are like, the same people who, who shunned you back then are now like, oh, well, this is my thing. I'm like, yeah. It's it just is. a roll through, man. Then, I, I get that. But that's, what, uh, but that's what I mean is that while I don't have problems with the violence at all. No, I like think a nice, a, I think a nice balance to their, because most of their games are mature driven. Days Gone is obviously going to be violent. Of course, uh, Last of Us violent. Detroit's going to have a lot of violence shown. Uh, yeah, uh, we already yeah. we already saw. I mean, to be fair, Horizon strikes a balance between not being overly violent because it's not human anyway. So you look relatively for the most yeah, part. Horizon, yeah. Well, for the uh, most well, part, you're fighting robots. There's a little bit of human, yeah. but it's not bad. Uh, I, if I'm not mistaken, Horizon was teen, right? I don't know. You look over there. Give it. Give it a good old look. I think it's M. It's teen. Is it okay? Yeah. For some reason, I, I thought it was teen. M. Uh, but anyway, that's my point. Is that. Blood, Pe- Bloodborne, Bloodborne's very, very violent. I mean, they have a string. They have yeah. a string of mature vi- and I mean ultraviolet games, violent games, and that's fine. Um, it's a terrible movie, <laughs> ultraviolet. But anyway, that's fine. I don't have problems with that. But Mac Two and Gravity Rush Two and these games that are more whimsical and fun and niche to an extent, I love those. And I, I think that if, if they they need right now, I'm not seeing that dedication coming in this year like I did last year. Yeah, dude, like I can I can appreciate like Super Mario Odyssey. 
Fantastic game, colorful, whimsical. Well, and part of part Glorious. of why you like it is because isn't it so different than what you normally play? I mean, n- no, not really. I mean, I like it because of the controls and the, well, the fluidity of it. So, but I mean, it didn't feel like a nice change of pace from something like Destiny and something like The Last of Us and games that are very not dark. really. No, really, like, you yeah. don't you don't like the, the change of no because no, like I just I just had fun playing it because of how well it played. I can see I that. Really, I can I was, see that. I mean, Knack has moments it, of darkness because I didn't actually notice it the other day. The writer for the God of War series wrote Knack 2. Um, very interesting. But Knack 2's story is a lot better than the first one. interesting. Um, but like, but there's I, still I, enough fun in there. And it's very, it's a big change of pace. It's very colorful. For the most part, it's not ultra-violent. Really, it's not ultra-violent yeah. at all. Um, but see, like, I, I could play Mario, then go play Final Fantasy, which, in as you can see, I'm kind of steeping it up where Final Fantasy is violent, but more so towards creatures. But then I go play division which is you're killing humans yeah and then you know it's just it's it's i mean not real that's just no (laughs) and you're right i just think that and my thing is just a change of pace i I really like platformers because you don't you're not focused on killing things it's like a the mental it's like why i like puzzle games the mental aspect of what your brain changing to accommodate what you're doing because platformers are more like a jumping puzzle right uh and then puzzle puzzle games i like because it's like oh this is actually challenging it's like what am i gonna do right here like uh to me there was jumping and stuff in it but i really love the talus principle a, because I thought I the game was super game. fun. B, because it had a really interesting story. But again, good change of pace. I like that. That's why I was talking yeah. about variety in my, in my desert I island can... game is that I desert need island. whatever he said. It was a, if you crash on an island or whatever, right? So anyway, my island systems, those games are all very different from each other. And the reason, yeah. the reason being, to be fair, story-wise, near the Last of Us and Resistance share similar through through poles. They're all like worlds that have been ravaged. Yeah, I was gonna but say, but their stories all go completely different ways with the themes being used. Yeah, there is always going to be uh, story points that are shared among many, many, many yeah. forms of media. So, whether it's books I mean, or movies, I, I don't want to say that Sony's not doing a good job of it, but I want to see Sony continue to show me that they are trying to go a little bit out of their way to include games that are a little less violent just as a fresh change of pace because i can see that i can agree to that i just i don't agree with the the hate the games get for the violence yeah me like, no agree yeah. agreed because i a choice is everything right i want the choice to have something to play consumer choice from is them. something yeah. that's invaluable to everybody as, as, yeah consumer choices in every market right. make or break you know yeah. that you you don't need to stop something from being made just because you don't agree with what it is unless it's going to actually physically harm somebody yeah. But a None game is not going to do that. No. So I mean, let me tell you, I played Manhunt when I was like thirteen. Yeah, I know. I haven't <laughs> me too. A, a single person that anyone knows of. Um, <laughs> You're gonna get us in trouble. No, but okay. So like, so we're pretty much done with that. So Steve, thank you for the uh, the great question because yeah, that was thanks, real Steve. fun. Appreciate it, bud. Um, let's just go back to PG uh, for a second. Okay. Um, okay, and we're gonna PGW. finish it out there. Yeah, because what we uh, I went into it. What was the worst game you saw? Because we always tell mine was Erica, pretty much. That was the least interesting, the most I'm probably the most that I automatically said I'm not going to buy. Um, you know, like well, I would I shouldn't say worst. I should just say least favorite. Yeah, I'm trying to think because nothing. Because Erica doesn't look nothing like a jumped out terrible game. It just does. It looks like it's the farthest from a game I would want to play. I don't like the looks of it. You know, it's just and it's all personal. And and, and I get that. Uh, Anyway, what I want to see, but my nitpick with God of War while you're looking that, yeah, up, because I was going to ask you to go back to that. It too. has Arkham. It has Arkham game syndrome to me. Not, not at all. It's not to bad. Me. Not but at it's all just, to me. Do you know what I'm talking about? 
I, I get where you're trying to say, like, the combat is... No, 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 I'm talking about the third-person-ness of it. The combat looks great. It is almost too close on Kratos' back. Well, because you know Batman took up like hard to 60% say, hard to say. Screen. That, that's hard to say in that because that was like a corridorish yeah. section. And I'm, so I'm, is it pulled in on purpose? I'm curious. I I'm can see that. Slightly worried that it's going to be too close to his back at all times. And I, do, I, that's something cool that at least in God of War one, from what I got to play, is that on the boat in the very beginning you're fighting the Hydra, right? Or is yeah. that what it was? Or yeah, God, God of War one. Yeah, you're fighting yeah. the main. Uh, you're fighting this big boss, and it looks huge. And the camera, Curtis is super small because you know you're you're zoomed out a little. Yeah, no, and, the, it, and they use the camera in forced perspective to make scale in yeah. those games. That was a big deal. And see, that. that's that's the only thing I, I'm not like super worried about it. I'm not against it. I just that's the one thing that irked me about that. When I was surprised to see. Boy, Guacamelee Two is yeah, hot forgot, on my list. Oh boy, about that. <laughs> I'm so excited for that. Oh, Spelunky. No joke. Spelunky 2. I, I tried Spelunky. It was free. Now, to be fair, right up, well, I played it on Vita. I didn't like it anyway. It's, just, it, oh, I, it's really? not my kind of thing. Uh, it's, eh. I, I tried. I played the game for like two hours, and I never had fun with it. I was like, this is just... I don't even get what it's trying to do. I just it's not I a game for me. It, is it, all it is. What I saw looked. I love the art style. Yeah, art style looks great, but it's, just, it's not for. But on, honestly, on even more note, I just Call of Duty has done absolutely nothing to make to make me even think it's going to be impressive. I don't even. From what I've heard so far, the story's not even very good. Well, we had a. Um, so, I mean, again, I don't want to never mention Call of Duty World War Two because that's a game that came out shortly after the conference. So if we're talking about new stuff, Spelunky 2 is, yeah. is the, the my least impressive thing. But yeah. not because I think the game looks bad. It's just not a game for me. And we doesn't had, excite me actively. We had, and he said he didn't want to be called out for it. So I'm not I'm not going to, I'm going to respect him on that. Uh, but we had a very act, uh, random act of kindness to it from a subscriber. And I Absolutely. almost considered um, World War II. Because I was like, technically... What are, you, what are you doing? Your pop filter break? No, nah, I'm just fixing it. It's uh, like slightly off center. But I I saw World War II. And I'm like, you know what? I may pick that up now. But I thought about. It, I'm like, you know, there's I could get better value out of this than for World War II. Um, but server anyways, crashed. You know, it's funny. Did it really? Yeah. At the time, not surprised. That has happened at almost every major Call of Duty. What's funny so at the time though? Whenever the act of kindness, yeah. At the time when we got that, I actually too was like, I could just buy the division on here. Not even have to go oh, to the store, and yeah. then I, and then I searched then it. At the price. And I was like, "Nope." Like I wonder, going if to Nier, I wonder if Nier's like I really want to play through Nier and Persona. Those are my two biggest games I gotta play by the. Well, end now of what game. I'm holding on to is since I've got um since I've gotten uh, the division, yeah, and I like it so far. So as, once I beat the main campaign and kind of know how I feel about it, and if I want to keep playing it, I'm thinking about saving that money to go towards the uh, the expansion pass. I'm 99% sure. Is there any way you could see that you got an expansion pass? Like, can I go to the PlayStation yeah, store right now you can. and look? you can. I'm really curious. But. I think I actually bought... Uh, so, Ryan, I I don't know. I'm, I'll tell you now. I'll tell you to not only play. So I'm pretty sure I could tell you that I have the expansion pass. But if we play with him tonight, that kind of negates this whole message. <laughs> but I am curious to see if I actually have it. Because if I do, that may interest you in picking it up even more. But Because I, I want to say they had a special on the game. And if you bought the expansion pass for thirty, you got the game for ten dollars. Where the game was, actually I think you're right. $50. I do actually remember that. So you very well might have it. But I don't know. Let's 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 wrap this up real quick. So you have any? What was your least favorite game? You said uh, was uh, Erica, right? Yes, that was my my least interest. So both of our games were kind of smaller titles. Yeah, and I do have it purchased. Okay, so. cool, cool. All right, well, cool. That's good to hear. Well. 
if any of y'all, I know that we actually didn't do a very good job of getting it posted with it too much time before recording. We did it like five hours before recording. But if you have any thoughts on what Sony could do better on their conferences, uh, Steve, you too, I'd like to see what your opinions are. That's a topic. Since the topic came from you, I would like to hear everybody's thoughts on what they think they could be, do better, what they haven't done quite well enough for them. Uh, I mean, I think they're doing a fine job, and as long as they continue on the path they are, they're doing better than they were you know, five years ago or six years ago, seven years ago this time. They always had strong moments, but it, there was always weird, boring parts of their conferences. I feel like they've gotten better and better about streamlining. Um, so, I mean, yeah, whatever y'all think that they could do better or that they've done pretty well, I'd like to hear. Uh, if there's things that other companies have done that you would like to see them do or that you would like to see them not do, I'd like to hear those too. As you talk, as we know, we talked about Xbox and some of the things they've done. And Nintendo, I just feel like they don't care enough about their conferences. Which is crazy. Their directs are just weird. I don't want to see Sony go that way. Uh, no. Only reason I'd want Sony to go that way is if PX, PSX stayed the way it was. If E3 became that, fine. Nintendo's kind of cool with the way the directs work is that you get a direct announcement like direct in three days for game. Yeah. And it's going to be about that game. Yeah. So it's kind of like an hour it, It's broken that down. Game. That makes it's sense, too. Cool, so, but... but I still want, want to see from everybody I else. still want a conference, a real conference, oh, yeah. at least yeah. one. So if they did away with E3 but still went to like PSA, uh, PSX and PGW and maybe Gamescom and they just did E3 as a thing, fine, you know. But it's always a weird thing. So, Saul, this has been a long episode. Anything else we want to add? You good? I think that's it. All right. Well, until next week when we do episode 33, this has been Triangle Squared. Thank you. Thank you, guys.